0: All right, you guys, I found another person. I found another person that's figured it out. He's figured life out. We got Jeff Sheets. He does a man of many talents. Uh, He has uh, a guitar training website that's like huge. He's a very highly well accomplished musician, travels the world, and has a world champion disc dog so this was basically i wanted to have this guy on to talk about uh frisbee dogs you guys have all seen it on espn or whatever where you know the dogs are doing acrobatic catches catching these frisbees and uh this guy's like a world his his dog i guess would also be him is is their world champions world champions at this stuff and uh and so that's why i wanted to bring him in and talk to him about but it just finding out more and more about him He's got such an interesting, fascinating life. He's a really smart dude. This guy's figured life out. Like, do what you want. Do what makes you happy and you don't have to work. That old cliche. This guy's doing it, man. Um, I hope you guys enjoy this. This is Jeff Sheets. And uh, I don't even know what episode it is. 60-something. Maybe 2? 62? I don't know. I think you guys are going to like this episode. I had a really good time talking to him. Uh, I will get him back on here again. Just one of those guests you want to have come back on again. Uh, I think next time he said he might bring his guitar and play some. Uh, like, this dude's like a legit musician. Not some dude that just plays a guitar. Like, this dude's accomplished. He's got stuff on uh, Spotify, iTunes. Jeff Sheets. Uh, guys, this was fun. Enjoy it. And, uh, oh, yeah. It's the Pitch Awards. We got still got time to go vote for that. Go to... ThePitchKC.com. Uh, and there's a little link on there. It says "Best of." Click that, and then Arts and ta- Arts and Entertainment. Click that. Scroll down to Best Local Podcast. Boy, that's a whole lot of that's like four or five clicks, you guys. Um, please, we're trying to win this. We're trying to win this award. We're trying to be the best podcast in Kansas City. I mean. You and I already know that this is the best podcast in Kansas City. Now we just got to let everybody else know so they can catch on too. Big things are going to be happening, guys. I love it. I love you all. Thank you for the support, the love, everything. I love doing this podcast. I love you guys. Boom, Sherlock, boom. Welcome to the
1: InnoTalk Talk Podcast. We'll know topics is off limits. Now here's your host. Mind, Daddy,
0: and Royda Soul. Oh wait, one more thing for
1: me. Thank you for coming to the po- podcast. Boom
0: to boom. All right, you got your water. I got my right, tea. I yeah. got some beer down here hiding for me in case, <laughs> in case this goes long. And you no, just <laughs> just in case. I I got the beer when I got your water because so I was like, i I might have a beer or two tonight. And then I was sitting upstairs. And I just I've got this little Mexican market right down the street. I saw that. And I and I was waiting. I go there all the time. They know me up there now. Nice. And uh, I was like, Hey man, get me a burrito. He's like, What kind of burrito do you want? I go, I like your food, man. You pick. Nice, just yes. just whatever's on the board that I can't even pronounce. Right. Put that in a wrap. Sling it my way. All burritos are good. And they are. They're really good up there. And uh, so while he's making, I just walked up and down the little bodega aisles and came across some green tea mexican green tea uh, with mango
2: Oh, there you go i was
0: like I got impulse buy let me yeah. get that so i made yeah. that real quick not think forgetting that i just bought beer there you go uh so but you know, i figured it yeah,
2: hopefully it goes let's to try get this together.
0: out yeah take a sip now and then you know slurp slurp um yeah we're recording we'll just put that in the podcast how about that absolutely jeff sheets yes I appreciate you coming out here. It's
2: great to be here, man. Uh, good. Thanks I'm, for having me here. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, it took a hot minute to get you here. Yeah, but... it
2: was a little tr- tricky schedule. My schedule's a little wacky, so sometimes yeah. it's just finding a time when I'm not somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll
0: pull that mic just a little closer to you. Sure. Um, yeah, that's how it is with all my guests. I just, oh, it take, feels like it takes forever to always, because I book people out so far in advance. and Sure. Um. So frisbee golf, uh, frisbee golf, not frisbee golf. Well, I mean, we were talking about that before we yes. hit the. But disc dogs, disc dogs. Yes, you're a big disc dog guy. Uh, uh, yeah, disc
2: dog guy. Whatever and, the and, hell that would mean, right? What whatever that is, and so <laughs> sometimes that's called frisbee dogs. So right, we a lot of people know of that or think of it as frisbee dogs. I called I called like frisbee golf frisbee golf. Frisbee golf right? right. Um. That's sort of the common thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, frisbee's technically a brand name of the disc it's kind of like kleenex and tissue paper you know it's kleenex everybody calls clean you know what that means right but it's technically something specific so same thing with frisbee so but we use frisbee or disc interchangeably when we're dealing with disc dogs or frisbee dogs do you Um, you you will
0: use the word disc dogs disc dogs because you you guys aren't throwing discs are you
2: well technically we're throwing
0: frisbees right so it's like throwing discs right so you know, i mean it's it's, like the whole it's, disc it's, thing you're not really throwing discs right, right, for disc you're, golf you're thro- throwing for frisbees f- right, or right. whatever yeah so whatever it's the same
2: saying. thing so yeah so we do you, you know, usually most people say disc dogs right so that's funny um, people say disc, disc dogs, dogs
0: but they don't say disc golf right yeah, right,
2: right. <laughs> right exactly the same people will be like frisbee golf oh it's like disc dogs. so uh, people that don't know like i say if they're if they really don't have any idea what a fr- what a disc dog is a frisbee dog they usually get cuz most people have seen a dog on TV, you run and chase and catch a Frisbee. So they're like, Oh, that's what that is. Mm -hmm. Having said that, most people don't know or realize that there's a whole sport of that, that it's like, you know, a, a sport with world championships and people travel all over the country doing it. So, um, it's still pretty underground comparatively, but for sure. just like disc golf has been, you know, it's taken quite a while for it to come to the spotlight and become a
0: little bit more prevalent. It's still getting um, there. It's come a long way. It's come, a long it's come a long way. Come a long way in the past. You know, fifteen years. It's it's Absolutely. really especially past. What would you say? Maybe six years yeah, six yeah, seven years is kind of really for sure there's I been think, some uh hole in one uh, aces hole in ones on ESPN. on
2: espn yep there's been some new um you know uh, you know paul Macbeth just got a million dollar contract or whatever are so, you kidding yeah, me yeah so with who for uh with innova so basically okay, you know he okay, was uh, okay. doing the innova and discraft thing back and forth is discraft i guess yeah um but that's you know wow, a million doing dollars. that yeah. Yeah. holy so, shit you know now people can be endorsed and
0: play disc golf, um, for, but 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 for, with a livable like a, right. a million dollars right. I never thought a frisbee golfer could I mean right. that was one of the biggest reasons I kind of stopped playing not that I was ever good enough to be like that but it's like why would you right spend right. that much time and energy in your life to dedicate to a sport I mean I get passion and everything but. Sure, sure you're not going to make any money right. i mean like the top pros aren't making right, weren't right. making
2: right so now that's changed a little bit obviously with endorsements that helps out but also you know even you know prize purses and stuff are much better for traveling pros and stuff so i think that's changed that's helped sort of change the the landscape of it a little bit but that's taken a long time mm-hmm. and so the frisbee dog you know uh world is much smaller but it's still growing too it's, it's been, small you yeah know, i guess it, it would be smaller you know, yeah just because people yeah. have to have a dog that right. plays disc right um and it really started in i think it was 1974 was the real uh not that people hadn't thrown a frisbee to a dog before <laughs> that right sure. but in in then it was when um, a guy named Alex Stein uh jumped out on the field in Dodger Stadium with his dog Ashley Whippet in basically at the 7th inning stretch and just started playing um they kept it televised uh, Joe Garagiola was announcing and kept announcing. So they literally, for several minutes, the dog was catching frisbees on, you know, in this national spotlight. um Alex was arrested right after that because he wasn't supposed to oh, be there. Oh, he wasn't supposed no, to be on he, there illegally. He just jumped out and started playing frisbee with his dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> how, that, could he get, how did he even get his dog in the stadium? Well, you know, it's the '70s, right? You could probably do anything okay. back then. Okay. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. You could walk in with a shotgun, probably. And <laughs> probably, fine. yeah. <laughs> um, so that was, uh, you know, kind of the one of the things that really elevated it to everybody paying attention. Oh, did you see that dog catching Frisbee's? Was sure. it cool? And then people started really putting a little more effort into having competitions. So then it's like, okay, let's six guys get together and they have a competition um, to see who's got the best dog and catches the most, et cetera. And then that just sort of started growing. So that was, you know, really in the 70s is when it started to expand. Um but the same thing, uh, I've been in the sport now for uh, coming up, basically a little, almost a little over 10 years. Okay. Um, and there's been a huge growth in that time. So very much parallels like the disc golf kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, so there's been a lot of growth and a lot of changes, a lot of new organizations. So there are a lot more opportunities to play now, which is, you know, there's a ton of people out there probably – hundreds of thousands of people that have a dog that play in their backyard, right. you know, that yeah. have no idea that there's a competitive side of it, huh. that you could go to a tournament and, and play. You know? Right.
0: What got you into it at, 10 years ago? <clears throat> so
2: what got me into it?
0: Well, it's uh, just, it's, this is like something you have to stumble into. Yeah, yeah unless people are hearing this podcast and like, and then it clicks with them, but yes. it's just something you have to kind of. Right.
2: It's not something you see on every corner. Right. Right. So, for me it was my wife and i had two dogs and one of the dogs passed away but they were just regular dogs regular backyard dogs that were our buddies but just dogs Family, right? i mean right. they could sit and that was about the extent of their knowledge <laughs> right um so we decided to maybe get a companion for the one dog that was left and we stopped up at wayside waifs um to the animal shelter to just check and see what was available we went in there and they had just brought in these three little puppies and their mother that had been left in a locked cage in this abandoned building. So they would have died, but someone happened to hear them mm-hmm. and stopped by, got them, brought them in, um, eight weeks old, little fluff ball puppies. And my wife just fell in love with this little puppy. It's hard so that's, not kinda, to. that's how it started. And, and so we, against my better judgment, we got that puppy, <laughs> we brought him home. Um, and he was unlike any puppy I'd ever had in my whole life. Yeah. He was a ball of energy, just nonstop. And they, they thought he was sort of, you know, border collie, Australian Shepherd, Sheltie mix kind of a thing. Nice. Wasn't sure what he was. I like but it. Sport doggy, yeah. you know, herding dog. and Smart, probably. Very smart. Right. Crazy smart. And just energy. For days, and mm. so almost drove us crazy because we didn't know what to <laughs> do with them, you know? Right. And after several months of this, our vet finally said, You know, he needs a job. And it's Oh, like, yeah, yeah, the border collie yeah, in them, yeah. The,
0: the, the herding mentality. Right. They do need something exactly. to do. Exactly.
2: Because, you know, my other dogs, their job was just being a dog. They were, being you know, they, my friend. They were yeah. Fine with that. Yeah, he needed more. Lazy of Americans, right? Exactly. It's <laughs> like, Yeah, I have a dog laying on the couch. Great, you know? Yeah. So uh, our our puppy, Towser, he was not going to have any of that. So they suggested we do agility, where the dog goes, you know, through the tunnels and over the things and sort of oh, agility. Oh, they obstacle do that thing for like the Super Bowl, right? Absolutely. Don't they do like
0: Puppy Bowl or something like that? And they do those little, yeah, absolutely. Those little poles those little and jumping pole, up yep, the ramp thing. poles yeah. and all that stuff.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, which is another sport, dog sport. But we took him to that and got him introduced to that. And, and he was awesome at it. And he loved it. And, and it really helped his energy. It gave him something to do. But he also loved to fetch balls or toys or whatever you throw, he'd fetch. And I had a little floppy cloth disc and I rolled it and he'd go catch it, and bring it back. And one time I threw it like a regular Frisbee and he caught it immediately, like no big deal. Right. And he was only, you know, five months old or something like that, oh, six cool. months old. I'm fine So I kept doing it more and more, but I still didn't really, it didn't click that this was a thing, you mm-hmm. know. But then I saw some other people do this. So I saw something on TV with dogs catching Frisbees and I'm like, ah, you know, maybe we could do that. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I got online and bought him a proper Frisbee that for a dog, you know, a, a dog safe disc, what we call, which is a little bit softer plastic than like golf discs, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. a little bit lighter weight, so sure. you don't bust teeth out. Um, and started throwing those, and we just played and practiced. And I happened to see uh, there was a competition over in Lawrence, um, Kansas, that was a Frisbee dog competition. So on a whim, I just went over there. I drove over, entered him. And he won. So he Holy won the cow. whole thing. Holy cow. So from that minute, Jeez. I was pretty much hooked. It Jeez. was like, oh, this is pretty good. So honestly, he was just awesome. So I didn't know anything about training dogs in general, and certainly not Frisbee dogs. I didn't know what I needed to do. Uh, he was just sort of a natural. Right. He was like oh, cool. really good. He was an amazing athlete. He was good at catching Um so we did that, and then we went to Colorado, and, and, and we just found all these other competitions. And back then, once again, 10 years ago, we had to drive quite a ways. There wasn't very many competitions here locally, um, you know, nothing in St. Louis or, or surrounding areas. You had to drive to, out to Denver or over to Indianapolis or someplace like that. But now there are way more competitions everywhere. We, we host and do competitions here. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we basically got hooked on the sport that way and just started doing more and more and more. So um, it was kind of, yeah, we stumbled into it for sure. And I'm a competitive guy, and I like to do that kind of thing. And, of course, I'd play disc golf and – um, so I like the competition aspect of it. Oh, yeah. Um, love the, our dog, you know, so he was basically our, we were basically turned into like soccer parents, except with dogs, you know? <laughs> um, so we travel around and to all these competitions, um, you know, one of the, besides the competition factor, you know, all the people that are there that you meet at these places, they're, frisbee people and dog people so they're like the coolest people on the planet right so right. it's the best hang in the world sure. hanging out these they're not overly competitive they're supportive yeah but it's fun yeah, it's a yeah. fun atmosphere it's not a you know even the people that are super competitive you know you can give them you know you can heckle them a little it's it's fun you know it's, yeah. it's a good time so and everybody loves their dogs and it's it's a special thing so so it's a pretty neat uh you know community as well and that the, really yeah, helps
0: the frisbee community entirely just it's it's just wonderful, yeah. like, it's just full of good people, yeah. and I mean, maybe it's from I don't know. You know, the stereotype is most of them are all potheads, sure. Maybe that has something to do with it. Sure. They're just they're a little bit all, more mellow, kind of person I, that's, no, absolutely laid, laid know, back
2: mm-hmm. into music, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for sure, sort of the, the subculture that frisbee in general came from, yeah, exactly playing on the beach or playing yeah. wherever, you know, in the 70s. Um, I think that subculture movement is still prevalent in disc golf and <laughs> yeah. in disc dogging. Um So you have some of that vibe of, like say, laid back and people that are mm-hmm. really, you know, fun, loving people, basically, right. as opposed to maybe coming from another sport, like, oh, I don't want to name sports, but another sport sure. that maybe is a little more stuffy or mm-hmm. something like that, that, you know, maybe golf, I'll get name that. it. Right. Regular. Let's, uh, yeah. Regular ball, golf. Ball golf, ball yeah. golf. Yeah. You know, if you came from that, maybe not quite the same vibe as, Dudes on the beach yeah. playing frisbee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know,
0: country club fella walking, right. walking in there. <laughs> right, right. What's that smell? <laughs> Smells like a skunk in here. What's right, going? Right. I, I think we should leave. I think they're doing drugs. It's all drugs. Yeah. And a bunch of
2: hippies. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's how we got into the whole thing, and uh, you know, it just snowballed from there. The when we originally went after our event in Lawrence, which was pretty low key and a local event, we went to. We saw that there was an event in Colorado. I got online and. Found out there was this big event in Colorado and we went out there and I literally had my dog on a leash, a backpack with two Frisbees in it. We didn't even have a lawn show. We had nothing. We just showed up hmm. and these people, there was hundreds of teams from wow. all over people from Georgia, from Florida. So this was like a, Colorado, big a big event, a big event. And these people all had like <clears> pop-up tents. They had like, you know, eight crates and eight dogs and they had, you know, team jackets and it's like they're serious and wow, we were no like idea. oh my gosh you know I, we thought we're we're in the wrong spot here we, right. these people are crazy we're you know, the amateur people, division yeah, right <laughs> these people are nuts we right? thought this was going to be fun and so we thought well we could never you know we'd never do that well so about a month later we had a tent and crates and everything and we're going <laughs> to indiana <laughs> you know <laughs> so <laughs> we got reeled just in the really progression fast, of man. like that the yeah. sports you just start it, totally yeah. yeah next thing you know you're like how did this happen yeah you know So, but it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a blast. Great people.
0: And uh, of course, playing with your dog is, is a good time. So I I don't know anything about, I, I, I've seen it on TV. I I got in, I wanted to actually do that when I was big into disc golf, I was like, it would be cool to have a a dog and then just throw the Frisbee around. And I always, I would see the videos of the, the guys that would throw the disc up real high where it would come back and then they would like, the guy would get kind of like like put his chest out and then the dog would jump up on his chest and jump off his chest to grab it oh that'd be so fun or off their back like that'd be so fun that's the kind of stuff you guys are doing yeah absolutely that's it so that's basically there's there's really
2: i I think there's there's three main competitions in frisbee dog in the frisbee dog world okay and one is exactly what you're saying which is freestyle okay um it, it's what you'll see, like, if you watch TV and see the Purina Incredible Dog Challenge with all the dogs doing the there crazy we go. tricks. Um, Jumping off your back, using your—they're flipping. You're throwing different throws, different grips.
0: It's amazing a dog can flip.
2: A dog, dogs flip. they get flip totally backwards. It's, what's you know?
0: amazing is any almost any animal that would just flip. <laughs> right, like what's what right, are animals right, like? Right. We're in the evolutionary right. chain of animals. Right. Is where they like oh flipping is, is a good thing. And we need to know how hey, to do that. Hey,
2: they want that frisbee <laughs> so bad they'll jump off a building for it. You know? Wow. So so freestyle is is in a nutshell. It's you have two minutes and you get to play whatever music you want, and you go out and do a routine. You do whatever you want with your dog for two minutes, and it's judged. So there's three judges, much like judging um, you know, an ice skating routine right. or you know, freestyle dance. So you have a, someone who's usually judging the dog, how they're doing, the handler, the person, and then the team. So you get a score at the end of it, and whoever has the best score wins. That's freestyle. Um, the two other events that are the most prevalent That's not
0: the most prevalent, huh? uh,
2: No, not really, because if you think about it, it takes a little bit more time to train your dog to do that stuff. It's a little more of a challenge for you as a handler to Mm -hmm. get your throws right, to get the dog to do that. So the most common um, disc dog competition is what's called toss and fetch. Now, toss and fetch is you basically have a field that's marked out in 10-yard increments, like a football field, Mm -hmm. out to the 50-yard line. And you and your dog stand at one end and you get one minute to see how many catches you get. Right. Oh wow. And for each ten yards further you go, you get more points. Okay. So for example, you might get one point past the ten yard Mm. line, two points past the twenty, three points, but you only have a minute. And if you if it's a miss you don't get any points. So it's a little bit of strategy there. You want to throw it short and safe.
0: A bunch of short ones real quick back and forth.
2: Or do you want to go for that five pointer out there? But if you miss that five pointer, you've maybe wasted 12 seconds or something, you know? So now you don't have as many. So there's strategy involved in that. But it's a game that literally anybody can play, right? Anyone can play that, right? If you got a dog that can play fetch in the backyard, you can do this competition, because okay. you just jump in and, and play, right?
0: Um, but to be competitive, you probably need yeah. a certain kind of dog, right?
2: Well, I wouldn't say a certain kind of dog. Okay. Um, we've seen, There's not like
0: a couple breeds that are like, you, these are like the top breeds you would want to have to...
2: I would say there are. you've got a better chance, mm-hmm. if you have like a Border Collie, mm-hmm. or an Australian Shepherd. Those dogs are probably gonna be the most you see at competitions, but we've seen you know labs everything corgis uh, you know german <laughs> shepherds poodles i mean every dog you can imagine we've seen out on the field catching <laughs> frisbees right so it really depends upon the dog how you know fierce they are what kind of drive they have um but any dog can do that so the the third kind of uh you know competition that happens a lot is a long distance competition so you'll see a lot of disc golfers do that right, because they can, huck, they can it huck it a long it, ways yeah. right So, and that is simply that you and your dog stand behind this line and you throw it as far as you can. So how far you can go and, and get a catch, um, have to get a catch, which is not always easy if you throw it a long ways. Um, but there's guys that throw over a hundred yards so they can throw it, you know, that's over a football field Mm -hmm. of throwing the disc. And it's much more difficult to throw a a Frisbee disc dog disc, um, than it is a disc golf disc, right? Right. uh, disc dog discs are you know more like throwing a putter, right? right? And a lightweight putter, so most of those are 110 grams. Oh wow! So much lighter weight super light. than throwing a you know golf disc. So
0: yeah, golf discs are about 175. Yeah,
2: and with a really sharp edge. And super sharp. We red. don't want to hit anybody with that. You hit a you dog you, with a disc, yeah, you, you're you're putting that thing in the <laughs> you vet. Don't, you don't want to play with your dog with that. No. So those are really the three different kinds of you know, competitions you can go to. And some people do them all. Um, Some people just do toss and fetch. Uh, There's something called the toss and fetch league out there. It's a worldwide league where there are over um, 200 clubs around the world that basically uh, do five weeks worth of toss and fetch league. So you find a local league, you go out on every Wednesday night for five weeks, your team plays, and you're not only trying to get your own personal best score, um, and you're playing against the people that are there playing, mm-hmm. but you're playing against everybody else around the world. They are all out playing as well, so you get your scores versus their scores. So it's a, a real fun thing.
0: Do you guys put it up online? There's like a web page yeah. where people can kind of yeah. monitor it and
2: oh. a- absolutely, absolutely, it's online. You can see your score and see how you did. So. We we do league. We run a league here in Kansas City, the Kansas City Disc Dogs, um, which is just kcdiscdogs.com If anybody wants to check us out or get involved here locally, and we do league, we do competitions. We've got a big competition this weekend coming up, so we host competitions, play dates, all kinds of stuff like that.
0: What is league like? How often do you guys do it, and what is that kind of? Is that the same? Do you do three? the three uh competitions during your league or no, is it just... so
2: it's just toss and fetch so okay. just the one where you got a minute to see how many catches you get so it's, it's easy once again anybody who if you've got a dog that can catch a few frisbees in the backyard you can play in league That'd it's because it's, it's fun it's it's casual yeah. you know it's not um it's not super competitive um it's going out and having ride. fun yeah just going out and having fun and if you score well great but if not no big deal and everybody else is cheering you on once again that sort of harkens back to the the disc dog community is very supportive. You know, you know, people are really helpful and supportive. That's the thing that amazed me when I first started going to other events. um, And I was new and didn't know anything, but I kind of checked out the sport and there was a few people that were like world champions, you know, they were, they won the world championship many times. And, you know, I'd go to these events and they'd be there and, you could just go up and talk and ask them questions. You know, it's different than some sports where you funny. can't get to people. You know, yeah. it was like these people would come over, help you with your dog, give you advice. So just a very cool, you know, it's, it's obviously a smaller group, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just a laid back atmosphere.
0: Hey, I always liked that about disc golf. I would, I would, I followed the top pros. Right. I was like, oh, these guys are, I would watch different videos on them. I'd read about them in the disc golf magazine and the articles online. Yeah. And then I'd, I went uh, one year to a, a, a really big uh disc golf tournament in arizona and i i went there a few days early to practice the courses and i got there and there's a there's a, a dude named steve rico cam todd uh ken climo barry schultz these are like the guys, yeah. these are like the top notch best disc golfers in the world yeah, yeah. and just you know cam todd lays carpet Right, right, but I was intimidated. Right, yeah. I was like, oh, I went to my friends like, that's Cam Todd. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that's like you know, world champion. I he was one of my favorite players. Right, and, sure. I was like, but but I didn't go. I wanted to go up and talk to him and what. But I was like, I'm just it, you know, you get a little yeah, like. Yeah. But really, like I said, he's just he lays carpet or sure, he does flooring. Right, right, right. Uh, I did actually caddy for him. Uh, let's see, my six years, uh, a little about six years ago, nice. he was here. And I knew he was going to be here, and I sent him an email. I was like, man, I'd love to. Actually, no, I didn't send him an email. I actually just went to the tournament and found him. Right. I was like, hey, man, uh, you want to have a caddy? That's nice. He's like, yeah, dude, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I was like, sweet. So I caddied with him throughout the whole weekend for the tournament just just to do it, just because I wanted to be sure. around him and watch him. It's just really fun. It's like going to your favorite sport right. and getting courtside seats or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely, absolutely. And so I got to do that, and it was so awesome at the end. He was like, hey, man. Uh, he does he's an artist he paints right really cool stuff he's like pick whatever you want of my art pieces for your t- for your time i was like dude a oh, bone now i get a cam todd art awesome. piece and i put that in my son's room and it's oh, over his bed and it's just that's, man, that's cool awesome. yeah. yeah
2: man that's cool that's just that's yeah it is different it's it that's the f- once again partly just the frisbee aspect of it but also mm-hmm. the fun of you know the laid back uh smaller sort of sport where you know hard to hang out with michael jordan you know what i mean exactly. it's hard to go hang out with him and yeah. spend a day with him yeah you know? uh, i'm not sure how you go about that but
0: <laughs> yeah so people if you want to meet your heroes you got to find yourself a niche sport right that's right. big enough but not too big where you can meet your uh favorite whatever
2: yeah absolutely absolutely
0: uh so the disc golf dogs um so, the league is once a week? So, so league is,
2: is, goes, for, yeah, once a week um, for five weeks. So, it's in a stretch of five weeks. Okay. And then there's like a month off. Oh, and nice. And then it's another five okay. weeks and a month off. Oh, that's another cool. five. So, it goes throughout the year, basically. Really? You guys you know? play in the wintertime and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. We play in the winter. We play in the rain. It's kind of crazy. We do. Wow. Things that we
0: do. <laughs> How many people show up to league usually? Um, man, it's anywhere from 30 to
2: 45 teams. Wow. Um, that'll show up. What's a team? Which is, so, a, a person and a dog, okay. basically. So, um, but there are, you know, some of our bigger events. Like we do a we do a, a annual event um, that we host in Lawrence called the Land of Oz tournament. So it's a big world qualifier. Um, you know, I think last year we had people from thirteen states and Canada came to play there. Right. So there's hundred and fifty teams there playing for for the weekend. You know, so it's like a disc golf tournament, right? Mm-hmm. It's a similar thing, right? <coughs> Except we're dealing with a person and a dog. Or of course, many of the folks that are in disc dogging have. Multiple dogs. So, you know, they have more than one dog they play with. Sure. Um,
0: Once you get started. Do they have like their specialty? This is my catch and fetch dog. This is my freestyle dog. Absolutely. This is my distance dog. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, fastest dog out there?
2: Well, usually, some, probably the fastest dogs are the whippets, right? Oh, so whippet, my gosh, that's right. So, uh, or a
0: greyhound, what's faster?
2: Yeah, well, uh, whippets are pretty good at catching frisbees, so I know that. Well, greyhounds, we don't see as many of those. But we see whippets, and we see then, uh, you know, various That's what you do. Crosses. You get a whippet
0: for the distance thing. Yeah, and, yeah I'd like to see that. I want to so, see a whippet just sprint not, you know, as fast as he can. Yeah. Oh.
2: yeah. Uh, uh, yeah the, and the, and you sort of need that, even though, you know, but when you're hucking a disc, 100, like a hundred, like a friend of ours, Rob McLeod, uh, through to a dog named Davey, who was a whippet. And you know, when you're putting it out there at 120 yards, um, dogs got to go out there and, you know, they have to be able to do it multiple times. So they run that Frisbee down, they bring it back. They've got to go do it again. So, you know, your average, uh, you know, rover, uh right. golden retriever that's used to laying on the couch. Right. Probably not gonna do that in the Kansas heat for too no, many times, you know. Not. So you gotta have a pretty fast dog and and you know, most um folks that are into dog sports, I mean, you know, including my dogs, I mean, they're athletes. I mean they get fed they are, like absolutely. athletes. Yeah. Uh, they go to the chiropractor. I don't go to the chiropractor, but my dog goes to the dog chiropractor. Get out of here. Hi. They have so dog chiropractors. Have dog chiropractors, you know, it's crazy. Um, they used to have a membership to a gym that was an all night gym that we could take them what? i don't have a membership to a gym there's
0: a dog gym
2: <laughs> absolutely yeah so what? so so you know i've
0: never heard of such a thing how is that even a how is that a business that can sustain itself I, I, there's money no be- <laughs> yeah see that's the
2: amazing thing right it's like when you don't know about that but you know it's like so so for most of my life i've been a musician right that's really my my my, my real job um is being a musician so i always tell people it's like you know when you go to a folk festival for the first time and you're like i have never heard of any of these arts but there's 50,000 people there attending you know and you're like oh my gosh this is like this huge subculture of people that are into this stuff you know yeah. and the regular people don't know anything about it they don't well, even think, know it exists I you know i think one of
0: the greatest guitarists of all time is into that into that stuff uh Tommy Emmanuel yeah Tommy
2: Emmanuel so Emanuel, Tommy yeah i've seen him yeah. a couple times He's oh amazing. my god so we I mean, were, that is amazing dude there yeah my regular you know what I do regular job is uh you know I'm director of education for truefirecom we're the largest online guitar lessons site oh really right oh cool so we work with Tommy Emanuel so oh. Tommy is one of our artists that we work with and he's just amazing you know I mean he's totally uh you know a, a, an awesome guy but just a, just an artist you know I'm an yeah. amazing player and the, once again uh, you know he maybe is somebody that may be more normal people know of but a lot of the folks that we work with i mean we do stuff with you know robin ford larry carlton and steve Vai, and all these amazing players mm-hmm. um that you know people that aren't out aren't really involved in guitar or really into music don't even know who these guys are right and yet they're winning grammys and doing all this stuff you know so you know there's always that uh, that element of things you go wow i didn't even know that was a thing and then yeah it's a big thing
0: <laughs> yeah a dog gym
2: yeah dog gyms uh dog chiropractors so dog chiropractors sounds crazy, right? Dog well, I think, folks yeah. that, do, that work with just sport dogs. Um, I'm not a fan of chiropractors for people. I don't... Well, and that's the interesting thing, yeah. right? So I'm not either, and I wasn't really a... Uh, I never went to a chiropractor. There's no um, science behind it. Yeah. So my wife was... She was a chiropractic therapist for okay. years, right? She worked for this chiropractor, and I never really went. And she started taking to our dog. Our, our dog got, got a back injury when he was about two and a half. Um, and and a specialist said, look, you should take him to a chiropractor. And there's a chiropractor here in town um, in Kansas City that's a really well-known, really excellent dog chiropractor. Um, her name is Pat Perkins. So we went. She took the dog there, right? And I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical. Right? Yeah. I'm skeptical, I, right? Uh, yeah. She comes home and said, oh, you know, he, they she did you know, acupuncture on him, you know, oh my God, this is and I'm insane. just like, I'm like, I don't know, you know? And so, but she says, oh, it's great. And the so, ancient
0: Chinese culture of yeah, acupuncture on the dog, on
2: your, on your sport dog. Yeah. Right. So uh, took him again, took him for a chiropractic adjustment. And I honestly was pretty skeptical. And one time she couldn't go and she said, look, can you, can you take him? And I said, absolutely. You know, he, he'd been, he'd had a competition. So in theory, he's, he's a little stiff and we needed to keep his back loosened up. And so I, I took him and I went being skeptical and I sat there and I just watched this change come over him from when he walked in to just like he relaxed and his back and he just, and he walked out, man, he was wiggling and moving. I mean, made me a believer on the spot. I was like, Holy smokes, there's huh. something to this. So we've been taking him ever since. And my dog's 11 and a half now. So my first dog, um, Towser, he's 11 and a half. Um, and last last week in St. Louis, he was in a toss-and-fetch competition. He's not too old, huh? Now he played in toss-and-fetch against 60 other dogs or other teams, mm-hmm. and he won, got first place. Holy cow. So he's still a he's beast a tr- at 11 wow. and a half, man. You got and, yourself a and lotto ticket he's, there he's from amazing. Wayside Waves. Holy yeah, cow. thank you, Wayside Waves. Um, but, but you know, honestly, we do attribute a lot to it to we take a really good care of him. Right, you know? And we sure. do take him over to... You know, it's adjustments and just finding out if there's something wrong before it gets really wrong and stuff, okay. you know. So it's a little bit of that as opposed to just, uh, you know, normal, uh, just go getting your back cracked kind of a thing. Mm. But, um, I mean, Dr. Perkins is a vet as well. So oh, she does yeah. regular vet work as well. But it's just finding out those things and seeing what your dog can do. You know, you're dealing with, once again, athletes here. So you warm them up before they do something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a cool down period. It's like all this stuff, just like you would do a, a human Elite athlete right. um, that's jumping and flipping and doing all this stuff, uh, but once again, had no idea that kind of world even existed before I had yeah. this guy. I, 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 <laughs> I, who would? Right, absolutely. Who who
0: would know that? You know? <clears throat> yeah, and uh, certainly not me. I've never even thought of an animal <laughs> chiropractor. That's right. that's hilarious. What's kind of like the when? I mean, I, he's eleven and a half. When does yep. when do you like when do dogs kind of? All right, they're too old. Maybe they should be in the masters division or yeah, something. Like, so is there a, is there anything like that?
2: There, like- there is a little bit of that in some organizations. Do a masters division or an older thing, um, but a lot of folks, you know, when their dog gets around ten. They stop doing uh, stuff with them and and for for my dog, Towser. We don't do the freestyle aspect of it now, the big jump off my mm-hmm. back and stuff. you know he's just that's not very safe for a dog that gets a little bit older like that. I mean, when a dog goes off your back, he's eight feet in the air and then has wow. to come down. you know, so um, we don't do that with older dogs. Uh, but you know, as far as running out and catching a disc, I mean, he loves it, man. He, he's, he'll do it until he can't, you know, until he's like, man, I'm not catching anymore, you <laughs> know? <laughs> so, um, they have a pretty long career. Um, and a lot of people see dogs jumping and flipping and doing all that and think, oh my gosh, is that safe? But once again, from me, I, I, we rarely see dogs get injured at competitions or have any kind of problems, um, because, they are athletes, right. you know, now, once again, if you took your dog off the couch, um, you know, and, and took him out there, right. And did yeah. that, it would probably be bad. You know, yeah. he'd probably be, you know, uh, tearing ACLs and whatever else you sure. could do. Um, but these dogs are athletes. They train this. You train, you know, like training your dog to do anything, you start small. You don't just say, hey, jump eight go, feet off my yeah, back, you right. know. You get them to do little, you know, baby steps, you right. know, always in training. Um, and that's that holds true for even trying to go get them to catch a Frisbee. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, probably the most popular question we get is, how do I get my dog to catch a Frisbee? Um, and the best answer is, well, the first thing you don't do is just stand up there and chuck a Frisbee 40 <laughs> yards, right? Because they're going to go, what the heck is that? Uh-huh. So. You get them excited about it, you move it around on the ground, then you roll it. You roll it like a tire away from them Mm because that's really like a ball or something, right? And that brings out the prey drive where if they're excited about chasing something, they'll chase a frisbee the same as they'd chase a ball or anything else. Mm -hmm. And then you gradually get them to take it out of your hand and then throw it one foot and then two feet, and mm-hmm. just get them used to catching it, and then you throw a five-foot toss, and then a 10. So it's baby steps right. with, with most dogs. Now, once again, some dogs are the exception, and they're sort of natural at it, and they get it. Yeah. Um, but if you're trying <clears throat> to train your dog to do that, you just take it really small little steps. Do a lot of tugging with the disc. It takes know? a lot of patience. It definitely takes <clears throat> a lot of patience. And that's the thing, you know, when we talked about the versus disc golf, where you can grab a Frisbee and go hit the course right now, um with this dogging you you have to get you have to have a dog that, yeah. that, that knows what to, you have to have a teammate basically it's definitely a team sport you know uh, it's not all you
0: when these dogs are going like 100 yards they catch it yep how do they know where to like are they are they just running with their head up looking yep. at it yep. really
2: so most of the time you know your dog it's a free start in other words you send your dog out so they take off and they may be 10 or 15 yards up to 20 yards down the field when you're as you're throwing right but they're just running straight ahead uh-huh. because they know pretty soon that disc is going to appear out in front of them and then they just track it so tracking skills in other words a dog being able to watch where it goes and judge when it, if it hyzers off you know they got to follow it um you know that's stuff you work with your dog on doing too so you basically wow. train them to do uh tracking uh-huh. drills as well so okay. it's like once again, it's, it's, there's a lot to it to, to do it uh, at an elite level. Um, but the good news is it's a sport that anybody can do with a with their backyard buddy. You know, mm-hmm. it's just jump in and do it. You know, it's really that and it's fun. And we have folks come out to league, you know, that will probably never... Win a world championship, right? And mm-hmm. that's probably that's not even really their goal, right? You know, their goal sure. is just to go out on a Wednesday night and have fun with their dog and hanging out with other cool frisbee dog people, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's it's a sport that is open to that as well, which is kind of cool.
0: That's really cool. You give your dog like what do you feed your dog? Like what do you feed an athletic dog? It's not it's I. I... I can't imagine it's just dog food. Well, <laughs> is it just normal, regular Purina chow or
2: whatever? You know, some people do, um, but there's a lot of, you know, same thing. There's a lot of
0: interesting dog foods out I bet there. there are. You know, I'm sure there are they have to of... have a certain kind of nu-
2: nutrition, right, right? right? So it kind of depends upon your dog, right? So mm-hmm. you can sort of uh, deal with trying to figure out what's best for your dog, you know. Um, but there are high-end dog foods that have more protein, um, you know, a, a lot of different I'm sitting over that, here
0: thinking you're giving this thing steaks and, and raw. Like well, here's
2: some meat. Here's some. Well, you know. <laughs> there a lot of people do do something called the raw diet where they do feed their dog raw stuff. You know, yeah. um, but you know most most folks that I know just do a really good quality dog food. Uh, you know, there's Taste of the Wild, From, There's a Origin. There's a lot of different. You know, peop- a lot of different companies that make high end dog food. Are there supplements um, like.? There are indeed supplements. So, my my old dog, um, he gets a joint supplement. So, like chondroitin, glucosamine mm-hmm. kind of supplements okay. that you give your dog. Uh, fish oil tablets. Once again, just like old people take, yeah. sort of the same thing to help with their joints right. and their cartilage glucosamine's and stuff.
0: Glucosamine is great. Yeah.
2: So So, you do. The dogs do usually get that same kind of stuff. And once again, sport dogs, because we're we're just probably more aware of the things that our dogs are oh, doing yeah. than just normal, a people, normal yeah. person. Right. So we have our hands on our dogs all the time. We watch them walk all the time. We see what they're doing so we can, you know, fix any issues and, 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 but we, yeah, take pretty good care of them. They have a pretty good Almost like a
0: boxing trainer. It right? is. You know, absolutely.
2: It absolutely is, man. Yeah. You got to keep
0: your real intimate, just make yep. sure he's one-on-one yeah. kind of
2: thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a very much, you know, we go out and train. So my dogs, um, you know they not only it's great for them but it keeps me in great shape because absolutely every morning we go out and walk um do some hills walk close to two miles we usually then work out during the day so I, my old dog he doesn't do normal training like workout catching frisbees because he knows how to he's, he's got that down he's michael jordan he's michael jordan much, ain't shooting
0: free throws nah he ain't
2: got to <laughs> do that so same deal my young dog he's yeah we're working then we go out and work during the day catching frisbees doing drills and then we usually go walk for a couple miles at night. So it's, Fantastic. you know, it's a definitely a you know very active, uh, thing if you want to get into it with your dog. Um, and it, once again, I think that's great for for the person as well. Good for people, right? Yeah. Um, it makes takes you, a
0: special kind of person. It doesn't. It, not anybody can have an athletic dog.
2: Right. And and that's you know I would say for sure.
0: Maybe that, not anybody. Sh- I should say not any not everybody should have one. Right. I mean, anyone can, but yeah, it yeah, obviously yeah. seems like.
2: Well, and that's that's why a lot of these dogs end up in the shelter. Um, okay. I would say, you know, a good portion of probably the biggest share of dogs we see on the disc dog field are rescues. Um, and a lot of times how, why those dogs ended up in rescue was because they were just too crazy. They were bouncing off the walls They're chewing up the couch. And a person's working all day. They don't have time to, mm-hmm. to do stuff with them. Um, so they get dumped in the shelter, you know. But for folks that are frisbee dog people or agility people or just into dog sports, mm-hmm. um, they look at that dog and they see an opportunity <laughs> for that dog to be able to go out and and live the life he really wants. You yeah, know, do what he was meant to do. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of frisbee dogs come from the shelter.
0: That's a really cool, yeah, little aspect of it. Yeah, totally. Like totally. you're saving these dogs yeah. and then turn them into like turn them into world champs. Yeah, you know? like oh,
2: cool. I, I'm, I have two of my dogs that were rescues. Um, that are both world champions and they were just you know towser my dog towser he's been on the cover of dog sport magazine He's been featured on ESPN, really on Sports Center. Cool. So you know, nobody no, nobody asked me to be on Sports yeah, Center. Yeah, you but, got a famous dog. He's been huh? on Sports Center.
1: All the other dogs so, must want him.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, so it's kind of a, a, a neat story when you take a dog that was abandoned and That's a really and stuff cool like story. that. That's a good thing. There's a lot of dogs that uh, friends of ours have that have been you know taken back to the shelter multiple times by different people that would adopt them and oh, I can't deal with this dog, take him back. I can't deal with this dog, take him back, and then the, he gets in the right home. And then then he flourishes, you know, Then it's like, oh, we got somebody that will go out and work with me all the time and give me that, that, you know, that job that I need.
0: That was one of the biggest reasons why I didn't actually pull the trigger and get a dog for the Frisbee stuff is because I wanted to get a Border Collie. Yep. I like them. And then I started reading and researching. I was like, I am not smart enough for this dog. (laughs) His dog will own me. He's going to herd me. He's going to herd my Yeah, it's like I, I'm just not smart enough.
2: Well, at least you had the 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 common sense to research beforehand. A lot of folks get a dog without researching, you know. They yeah. just they see I'm a dog dumb. I'm just not that dumb. Yeah, we have my my, you know, my guy is I'm Labrador dumb. Well, yeah, my my, my dog is is beautiful and you know, cuddly and and we do demos and shows and and stuff like that, and people are always like, "Oh my gosh, I'd love to have a dog like that." I'm like, "Well, yeah. maybe, you right. know, maybe you, you know, he's awesome, but you, you, it takes a little work." Yeah, you yeah. Know? It, so it it really depends upon what you're looking for, you know. So if you're not sure you want to commit to that, you should just get a, a an easy dog to start with, mm-hmm. um, before you move into a, a dog that's going to require a little bit more work.
0: Yeah, no kidding. You give your dog CBD? N- you
2: know, we do not. Uh, we have friends that do. Mm-hmm. I have friends that uh, are into that. I just haven't. Um, haven't uh kind of like what kind of like you with chiropractic I just haven't found the right uh exact science and ingredients that i that I feel comfortable with you okay know? Um, I guess simply because you know CBD is such a hot thing right now. You can buy it at the corner, you know, oh gas my gosh, station. Don't buy that stuff. But <laughs> no, yeah. of course not. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I know what so you, mean. you know what I'm saying. But so that makes snake it, oil. Yeah, yeah. That makes it very. You know, who knows what's in that? And I just mm-hmm. read a, just read an article where you know they tested a bunch, and it was you know. Widely varied because there isn't a lot. There's of no standard. regulation. In
0: an, in, yeah, there's there's no st- uh, standard really.
2: Right, right. But having said that, that doesn't mean it doesn't work or it doesn't or it could, can't be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think as that becomes more prevalent and the industry, you know, sort of collects itself and gets together, it will probably come up with studies and come up with a little bit more standards where yeah. there's you know there's this much of this in this, and you can be sure that's the case as opposed to. You know, stuff at the gas station. Right, right. It's yeah. like guys that go down to the jungle and do ayahuasca. You know, it's like, well, you just dip dip your cup into the bowl. And what are you, what are you getting there? Yeah. You know, it's, it doesn't blend all together perfectly uniformly. <laughs> Better find so, the right shaman. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so it's it, some of those things are, you know, that that's why it works great for some people and some some people, it, you know, isn't so great. So I think there's a lot of things like that. So haven't, uh, <clears throat> you know, haven't done that yet. But I hear a lot of good things from a lot of friends that, you know, uh, are doing something with their dogs with that to mm-hmm. help them with arthritis, that's help that's them nice. with some other things inflammation, like Inflammation supposed to be really good right. for inflammation. Yeah. So I think for, for some of that stuff, obviously if it, you know, with, with anything, if if you think it works, it works. But if you start to see some real results, then you can go, okay, I, I'm doing this. I'm a buyer, and that was yeah. the same thing. Same thing. I was with the, with the, <clears> acupuncture the chiropractor and, and chiropractic. Stuff, yeah. It was like, all right, well, I was sat there and saw it. So might not be able to convince anybody else, but doesn't matter because I saw what worked for my dog. So I'm okay with that. You know? Yeah. And you got to kind of find out what works for your dog. You know, it's the same thing, even with training, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of dog trainers out there and stuff. And, you know, they're not all the same, you know, so you have to find what works for you and your dog, um, takes a little bit of work, a little experimenting. Mm-hmm.
0: I had a, 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 big CBD guy on, mm-hmm. um, have you ever heard of CBD American shaman? Mm-hmm i had the owner of that on Mm -hmm. and he he's a big time cbd player he's got stores all over the country and he's the big thing with him is he's getting these other cbd uh entrepreneurs and trying to get together and create an industry standard right and say we need to come together and if you know make we'll come up with some kind of label so if, if the industry standard if this bottle has that label you know people can trust it right and so they're trying to get there yeah. and, and i think they
2: have to to make it yeah to. really to,
0: to make to, to
2: put it over the top right now it's a hot thing like say you can buy it at the gas station or whatever um because there's a, a lot of ignorance around surrounding it right. yeah. yeah people just hear oh cbd i think that's good and then they you yeah. know they're not really so i'm sure once they do that that will really help you know right um it's kind of like with anything you have to sort of have some kind of a way to standardize it yeah. legitimize it <clears> so people know what they're really getting you know
0: yeah that's what he's trying to do and but he was telling a story Uh, that you know a lot of people will take it and maybe 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 if it doesn't work but it works for them kind of like a placebo effect type thing but he was saying but then you give it to these dogs and you see it like right away like these things that like a dog that can't even jump on the couch you give them the cbd and the next day they're jumping up and down right and he goes dogs don't know what a placebo is you know what i mean so it works but yeah that's why i was kind of curious if maybe you Yep. kind of checked a little bit. Yeah, for sure, that. and
2: and that is definitely the the deal, because yeah, for for people, once again, if you believe it works, it works, right. Whether Whatever it's doing yeah. for you, right? Um, but the dogs, they don't know what you're giving them, they don't know what you slipped in their food yeah. there,
0: so they don't really care yeah. one way or the other. They're yeah, just they have gonna, no idea.
2: You know, go out and do their thing.
0: And uh, and then I had a bodybuilder on, just recently, and he uh, just started using CBD not too long ago, and he says he won't take, he won't, he won't not take it anymore like right. he has to have it because it just helps with he says inflammation and soreness sure he, he'll go hard in the gym take that and it helps significantly he right says, so
2: well yeah for sure i mean it's you know it's it's definitely <clears throat> you know the you know experiential mm-hmm. evidence is is there with people saying hey this this helped this yeah is doing this i mean and it might this. be so, just anecdotal but yeah it might be but i think you know, once they can standardize it and make it to where you know what you're getting at least, then mm-hmm. you can do a test, right? right. It, it, you know, if you buy this one and this one and they're different things, then it's hard to really do a, an actual, you know, empirical test mm-hmm. of saying this one works and this one doesn't when they're... Who knows what's in there? Yeah. But if you know here's exactly what it is, then it makes it a little bit more, um, you know,
0: makes more sense to at least try it. Right. Have you been in Frisbees, f- like, your whole life? Like, I mean, how do you... I- it, or was it the dog? I mean, the dog is kind of. Uh, I,
2: I started playing disc golf. But did you start? Oh, you started yeah, that first. It, okay. Yeah, I played disc golf first. <clears throat> but when I was a kid growing up, I, you know, I, we threw frisbees around, just playing, you know, catch and normal frisbee stuff, and going to the park and hanging out with buddies and playing frisbee, but not nothing serious and mm-hmm. nothing competitively. Um, but then I started disc golf. Um, probably uh, about a year before um, uh, before I got my, my dog. So, before I got Towser, I started playing uh, disc golf for maybe a couple of years before that. Um, and uh, a, a local disc golfer, uh, a guy who was, who was a friend of mine, he used to come see my band play, um, a guy named Matt Fox, who recently passed away, actually. Awesome. Uh, the name Matt sounds Fox. Matt Fox. Yeah, he yeah. was a local disc <clears throat> golfer guy that played all the time. And he come and saw my band play one night. And afterwards he said, Hey, you ever play disc golf? And I said, No, but I thought about it. You know, thought yeah. it'd be cool he's like, well, meet me out at Swope at uh, nine o'clock in the morning and and we'll play. (laughs) And so we did. And then I got pretty obsessed with that and jacked up my rotator cuff, (laughs) you know, went in in pretty hard on playing a lot of disc golf. Me too, I did the same thing. You know, played a lot, a lot of disc golf early on. Um, And then, you know, then I, once I got into dogs, I don't play as much disc golf anymore because when I have time to go out and play, I, I feel like I should be going out and Working on my disc dog stuff, yeah, that right? makes sense. because that's well, well you've got to do we, more of that. You, know? you
0: have a world champion, yeah, yeah. You
2: got you a can't, world champ- can't yeah.
0: ignore a world
1: champion. Right, I'm not going to be up. a yeah. world champion in disc golf, probably, but no. I,
2: but I got a ch- I got a shot at uh, at the uh, the dog thing. So you know, definitely putting more effort into that. Um, and then we play disc golf for the fun. <clears> you know, it's it's still a fun time. And it look, anytime, a lot of times, people ask us who are disc dog people if they should play disc golf, if that would help them. And, you know, the reality is anytime you're throwing a Frisbee, it's probably good for anything you want to do, and, you know, in the Frisbee world, right? right? If you go out and play a round of disc golf, um, it helps your disc dog, it helps you understand about disc control. It just gets your muscles moving in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely the discs, as we mentioned before, are different, you know, so yeah. it, it's a lot different. They so fly it's, a lot different. It's really hard for me to go out and throw around a round of disc golf and then immediately pick up a dog disc because man, i can't they, throw a frisbee you know they they're a whole nother thing they are man. they're so lightweight they flip on flip on you all the time you have to release it almost straight up and down you know heiser it mm-hmm. um so especially guys with a lot of power and big throwers it's it's hard to get those discs to not flip over you mm-hmm. know because they're so understable compared to golf discs all Right. um but yeah uh, to back to your question I, yeah so i sort of enjoyed frisbee um playing the whole time but like I said, I've been a musician, so that was you know, I was on the road, I was playing, I was doing records and all that stuff, so I really didn't have time mm-hmm. um, to get into disc dogging. I didn't need another hobby, I didn't need something to do, I you hear know. That. But it, it's just one of those. It's a great lesson for me because right now, most all my friends are disc doggers. We spend our time and our money and everything we do, you know, with our dogs and frisbee dogs. So sort of the moral of the story to me was, you know you should never be afraid to be ready for a right-hand turn to happen in your life. No matter how much you think I got that, this is what I do. Here's who I am. Here's oh, what I do. Yeah. You got to say, you know what, maybe I'm going to do something different. You know, maybe this is, maybe there's something different out there. You know, I know a lot of people that just get so set in their ways and they do the same thing and they don't go on any great adventures and, and everything is the same and they become kind of complacent and who are
0: these people i want names
2: maybe uh, uh maybe you know they're they're sort of you know happy melancholy kind of thing where right. it's like yeah this is what i'm doing i do this every day here's our friends here's our group here's the what routine. we do that's it's what it's routine yeah. um and you know I, i've never really been that way being a musician and doing all the other stuff i do but you know for sure the dogs have shown me that there may might be a world out there you don't even know exists, and unless you're open to it and you're open to say, all right, I'll give this a shot, you you know you never have the fun of it, and it's been it's been a blast for us. We've it's, you know the best years of our lives are hanging with our dogs and doing stuff. So um, it's kind of a neat thing.
0: Okay, so I was asking earlier about kind of the longevity of of dogs. What's what would be kind of like your longevity? Like at some point, you're probably going to have to retire, right? <laughs> From playing with my dogs or uh, from, from from, this, you know, from life in general. No, no, no. We all, we all retire from life (laughs) in general. I'm going to retire. I Uh, I don't have a number in mind, but yeah. (laughs) But no, like, like I just, I can't, I can't throw a hundred yards anymore or I can't, whatever. Like,
2: so it's a kind of, kind of good thing about, um, you know, the, the distance thing is the one thing you see a big difference, right. With. These young guys with, you know, rubber band arms that can snap it without doing, with you know, terrible technique, and they can chuck it 100 <laughs> yards, right? Um, so just like in disc golf, as you get older, you lose that fast twitch muscle. So that's the thing that Not really me, affects bro. that. Not me, bro. No, no, no. Not no. me. Present company excluded, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... You know, that that is a factor. But most of the other stuff, you know, uh, it's not really a big deal. We can all throw up 40 yards. Right. So, you know, you can get you could be 70 and throw up 40 yards. So, huh. you know, you have a, <laughs> you think so?
0: Pretty sure. I'm, I'll, I'll let you know. 70, <laughs> well, 40 yards is kind of far. Uh, you know, 40 yards is 120 feet. That's kind of far. Isn't it? Eh, I guess not. not eh, really. 40's not that far. Forty yard's not bad. Seventy year old. Yeah, I guess a you decent could, seven year old. Yeah, there's guys 40. there's
2: guys that are playing disc dog that they're throwing it. They're, yeah. they yeah. throw
0: it that far. I I I'm thinking of the average seven year old. I, I imagine a seven year old disc golf uh or disc dog dude is yeah, is yeah. is not the normal seven right, year old. Right.
2: He's been chucking it that far for a while so so you know there's that i mean the free some of the freestyle moves right Um, i want to see a
0: 70 year old freestyle
2: (laughs) right so that's where it gets a little bit different right so you you know it's harder to do because some of the freestyle guys that are really good i mean they got like ninja moves they're spinning around kicking their leg up doing somersaults and flipping around while their dog does all that stuff as well right so i gotta youtube those things those things are a little harder when you get older yeah um But, you know, there's, there's ways around that too, where you, you just adapt what you do a little bit. So yeah, there's a lot of people in our sport that are, you know, you know, in their late sixties that are playing, you know, and once again, that's because they were frisbee guys from back in the day, you know, back in the seventies, they were playing. Yeah. They're like old school hippie dudes. They're like guys that, you know, used to freestyle without a dog, just freestyle frisbee on the beach kind of a thing, you know? Um, So, you know, it, I think it's, it's possible. It's more about it's it's like any other good hobby. It's more like when when your money runs out. <laughs>
0: when, my money when, runs when, out. When, right, when your money once runs a week. Out, right when you got away from my out, next paycheck, then you yeah. might have to stop. You know. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. Okay. So. You go into the you're going to these competitions, you're spending all of this money. Yep. I am. I'm gonna assume there's you're, there's some kind of expected ROI. Are you making money like this world champion must? You must make some money off that, right? Mm,
2: not really. You're on ESPN. Um, you got. You're so, on a
0: magazine, or your dog is. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: So how? So competitions, for the most part, don't have cash rewards, right? Really, so there's no money involved. You get a so trophy. It, is it, it's,
0: so it's not even. It's not a professional circuit. It is per se
2: not in that regard, right? So you're gonna get a trophy. You're gonna get, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So any money in the sport, at least right now, and there's a few, there's a few exceptions to that. There's a couple competitions where you know you win a toss and fetch event, you might make three hundred bucks or something. So it's, Will you it's gamble,
0: we gamble with people, have but you know just on the side, have but well, you. sure,
2: we all, we all, we all do that. A okay, lot. we all, we all, you know, we have a friendly rivalry, yeah. and friendly bets occasionally that take place, just like disc golfing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. But you know, s- some folks um, once again have endorsements, or their dogs have endorsements do by you? a dog food company. We don't have any dog food company right now. So no, no. Do you uh, have any endorsements? Does your dog have any? My dog doesn't have any endorsements. Why not? I, that's a shame. It's ridiculous. He needs endorsements. He'd tell you he needs to have a <laughs> lot more, a uh, lot, lot finer ride than he's got. Right now. <laughs> um, but but the other the way that most friends of ours uh, and us and and our Kansas City disc dogs. I mean, Kansas City Disc Dogs, as a club, we host events and do that kind of thing so we can make a little money doing that but most individual folks that do disc dogging um, go out and do shows. So, meaning... Like we've done halftime uh, for the Kansas Jayhawks, right? Oh, cool. Halftime at, at Allen Fieldhouse when it's a game between the Jayhawks and K-State,
0: right? Wow. A- you know,
2: 18,000 people pretty going sweet. crazy. That's and pretty sweet. We're the halftime entertainment. Wow. Um, How cool is so that? We, we do the Royals game. We do a Royals game about twice a year. You have know? you done those yet? For yeah. Sure? Both yeah. of them? Yeah. Yep. You're yep. not going to do so it again? I don't think we have anything Aww. lined up for them. Although, you know, some, who knows? We get called for folks to want to do it. But we, we travel around. We go up to Nebraska. So a lot of times, um, people do that as as sort of you know the when they're not competing, right, right. It's basically, pay income. right, pay for their pay for their competition <laughs> right. fees. Um, you know by going around and and doing those kind of shows. And there are a lot of a lot of people that do that full time that basically do shows that you know they'll be they're at a state fair this week and next week okay. they go and do a you know Silver Dollar City or whatever for you know. So there are definitely a lot of teams or you know teams. Um, that go out and do that basically.
0: Why isn't there money in it? Like, why don't you pay your entry fee and then they pull a percentage of that and then pay out a certain percentage? Like, uh, and you know, I like think, disc golf.
2: Yeah, I think it. I think that will come to that. There, there is in one way because the the host, whoever hosts the event. Provides awards, right? Provides you know prizes, awards. People want cash money, baby. Give me that money. I know cash is good. Yeah, Um, or at least I don't need your trophy.
0: In three months, I don't care about that thing. I want that cash, (laughs) son. I got shit to
2: pay for. Or at least a stack of plastic like amateur disc golf, right? Yeah, Yeah, you can turn around and sell those on eBay and it's like cash. Probably making more than yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That was my that
0: was my favorite thing about that. I knew some amateur sandbaggers that were doing it just for selling the plastic. Still, some of those guys out there. Oh, there are. There will always be those little scumbags. I'm looking at you. <laughs> you know, that's right. Yeah. Not naming names, but I am. your
2: initials
1: are. <laughs> yeah,
0: Steve Mills, I'm looking at you, sir.
2: <laughs> but, you know, I think there's, um, you know, as the sport is growing, you know, that's definitely going to be a, another thing that factors into it, right, is that possibility of at least not having it cost you money, like a hobby to go and yeah. pay entry fees. Yeah. And then you won and you still paid the same entry fee as the person that got last place. Right. Yeah. So that will probably change. I think one of the things is, you know, it's kind of like it took a long time for that to happen in disc golf as well, to really have, you know, proper prize, you know, purses. Um, I think the same thing with disc dogging, it's just fr- comes from that laid back, just fun we're just having fun with our dogs kind of competition kind of but you guys got
0: world champions yeah yeah
2: you do and and look there's organizations so there are different organizations that run uh competitions right that that sort of put on competitions in other words a company um called skyhounds one called the usddn one called the ufo one called awi one called updog so these organizations or companies basically have um their own formats uh so if you want to host a skyhounds event in kansas city you contact them and then you buy follow a prize okay. package from them follow their rules do it their way right. and then you would announce to the disc dog world that you're holding and hosting a skyhounds competition okay. and disc doggers who are interested in that come from all over to compete in that at the end of and part of that is Not only do you compete there, but you are trying to qualify to get to go to the world championships. So, if you qualify, then you go to the world championships, which in Skyhounds' case is in Tennessee in September. Every year, where you yes, every year. Um, But each one of those organizations have their world championships. So it's kind of like a boxing thing where there's different organizations that host world championships, right? Um, So each one of those organizations is, you know. Making money. I mean, they're they're companies. Some right. some more than others. Some are more popular than others. Um, some are more aggressive with marketing and getting their stuff out there than others. Um, but that's kind of how that how that works. So, like for us, right, I'm part of the Kansas City Disc Dogs, and we're just a, we're a club, right? We're a local club, mm-hmm. um, and so we host competitions. So we will host a Skyhounds competition this coming weekend. We're hosting a AWI competition. Um, we host competitions from different organizations to give our people, as well as anybody that comes, an opportunity to qualify for the world championship, as well as just the opportunity to play with your dog. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fun event
0: as well as useful. Do you have a lot of people, or are a lot of are there like obviously there's spectators, but are there mm-hmm. outside spectators like the people that don't have a whole lot invested, like they don't have. They're fa- you know, like I'm not coming to see my family, you know, my dad who has a dog right, doing right. these things. I'm not. It's not me. It, like, are there just random spectators that show up to these events to watch them?
2: Yes. So it, a lot of that depends upon where the event is mm-hmm. and what's happening. Right. So it, events that are tied to another event, like in the fall, we do an event. We do a competition out um, in Grain Valley. For uh, in conjunction with something called Grain Valley Days. So it's a fair out there, right? So there's fair goers that oh, there's Frisbee. So they come over and watch, right? Um, If it's a competition that's a standalone competition like this weekend Mm -hmm. that we're doing that's not tied to anything else, you know, there won't be very many people that drive out south to watch our competition, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, you know. But if it's tied into something else, that's where you usually get You know, a fair amount of people, and some events have a a pretty large audience because of all the people that are there. And once again, who doesn't love to watch dogs go chase frisbees, right? Which is why doing it, doing halftime shows and all that stuff is so much fun, and why we get asked to do that stuff is because you know it's that's entertainment. I mean, watching a dog run down everybody loves it. Kids must love it. Yeah, kids love it. You know, so um, it's pretty easy in that regard. People like it, but but getting getting uh, spectators to come to an event. Um, is a little bit more difficult so this winter or fall uh, october 12th i believe it is um we're doing something in conjunction with uh this toss and fetch league when they're hosting this worldwide championship we're hosting our regional basically finals and that's going to be down at berkeley riverfront park oh beautiful so yeah it's a really neat spot and we're doing it they're having a dog fest there in conjunction with it so there's going to be you know a lot of people just bringing their dogs out there'll be dog vendors selling you know dog what, meat whatever dogs no just, just want to buy <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever dogs are into shopping for um so there'll be those you know those kind of people there and that'll bring a lot of people, so it should be a big crowd. there. That's you know? cool. So when there's crowds like that, it's fun. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot. It's it's bunch of like minded people all hanging yeah, out,
2: hanging out and doing the same thing. So, yeah. but it's kind of like once again, like disc golf, right? Where you have a local competition, you don't have a lot of spectators, nah, but you have a bigger competition. Golfers, yeah. yeah, you have a bigger competition. You might get, you know, a few more folks that just come out, maybe come out with a Frisbee golf friend, Mm -hmm. you know, with their buddy and Mm -hmm. come out and watch or something. But you'll get a little bit more of a, you know, gallery following people around and watching and checking it out. So, um, but it's definitely Mm. helps to be tied into something else.
0: Okay. yeah, That makes sense. I wonder if we just need to market it more. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you I mean, know, it's a hard thing to. Uh,
2: it is a hard thing to market because of the you know lack of funds that are yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. You know, on on all sides, you know, and that's really the thing right now. It's not a um, a, a real lucrative thing for anybody. So there's a couple of uh, things that help that, uh, like the one organization called Skyhounds they sell dog safe frisbees dog safe discs right so it's just a
0: certain plastic that they yeah, can like so if they swallow sl- it and they they, e- they it won't poison it them or something I,
2: I can't vouch for swallowing it but when they bite it it won't just shatter right so like you know oh the, that's what they mean by that I was thinking yeah. like uh like, like the BPA e- eco, or, something. Yeah. or something yeah, yeah so I mean I think that's better. You know, I think that that's a factor. Mm -hmm. But you know, like when you go into the local pet store and there's like a 99 cent Frisbee, it's going to crack immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Dog bites and that cracks. So this
0: thing here, you brought me a a Frisbee here. Yeah. This is pretty dog. It does feel pretty
2: good. Yeah. So if a dog bites into that, even if they hard chomp, they'll put a tooth mark in it or puncture a hole in it, but it won't split. So it still functions basically. So that's what, uh, you know, a dog's the difference between a dog-safe disc and a, like, one okay. of those hard disk you get at PetSmart or a golf disc would be.
0: How much is a Frisbee? How much is one of these, so, just like a, like a good Frisbee, roughly? Yeah, so
2: so that, th- so there's two kinds of dog Frisbees that are dog-safe Frisbees okay. in, in general. There's what's called non-bite resistant, which means if you have a hard-biting dog, they'll bite a hole in that Frisbee, right? So those are five bucks. Mm-hmm then there's what's called bite resistant nothing's bite proof but there's bite resistant disks that are made of a much tougher plastic mm-hmm. they're kind of like a champion plastic like innova makes this dog disks right so there's Oh, they have, do they? Yeah, that makes yeah. sense why yeah. wouldn't they yeah so they do dog disks so hero do- hero disk usa but if you oh, go to Innova hero, site yeah. yeah yeah
0: that they're the I same thought that was a japanese company hero. well they're
2: they're the same they're the yeah but they're the same innova okay. they're sort of the same tied into the same thing okay. um so like champion plastic, but a little bit softer is kind of what these bite resistant discs are. They'll run you 15 bucks, but if your dog bites through them, you'll save money by buying those, right? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing lasts forever. You should never leave your dog your disc out so your dog can chew it like a chew toy. It's not really a chew toy, you know? Um, but basically, you know, five bucks for a cheap disc or 15 bucks for an expensive disc, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's it's kind of where the price range is and it just depends upon your dog and what you like throwing. So the bite-resistant discs are heavier. They're 140 grams. Oh, that's you know? what you want. So much that's easier the distance to throw. one, yeah. yeah. And much oh, easier yeah. to throw in the wind, you know, for sure. Because throwing the 110-gram or, or sometimes lighter, like that one's probably 100. And you better have a tailwind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a pretty <laughs> tough to, you know. So then, especially when you're doing the freestyle stuff where you're doing all these cool throws and behind your back and flip. Oh, yeah. That's brutal if you got in a breezy, the wind. Yeah, if you're yeah. in Kansas and yeah. it's
0: super windy. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's tough. <laughs> huh. So, so yeah, that's, but that's kind of the tools of the trade you have to have, you know, to be able to really pull it off.
0: Is that your dog on the logo? Um, that's not that my, a...
2: that's not my dog on the logo. All when right. we designed that logo, the first logo had my dog on it, but I, I opted to go with this dog and not be selfish and want my dog on the Kansas City. Oh, so,
0: come on. He's a world champion. It's is not that your sp- dog. You got a world champion. Well, he's on got, him. I mean, he's got his own, <laughs> he's got his own Frisbees too. He's he got does? his own discs. Yeah. yeah he's got he's his got own his, like line
2: well just his own there was his own picture on his discs oh i got so you. he's got his own website and he's right, he's got, he's got, got his, his own, own. website yeah. what's his website team towser team how do you spell towser t-o-w-s-e-r that's team how i would have guessed it teamtowsercom his it'll give you there's some videos and some oh fun cool stuff about i can't
1: them. wait to check that so, out yeah
2: some fun stuff about him so he's got his own thing <laughs>
1: towser
0: badass towser.
2: yeah yeah
0: dude that's so cool
2: it's awesome yeah it's you know it's a lot of fun man there's just a there's a lot of angles to it and it's kind of one of those interesting uh things that like i said a lot of people don't know about and a lot of folks we see it they they come out and they're not sure they've got a dog we'll try this and next thing you know man they're hooked and they're all in you know and mm-hmm. they're just totally you know digging it i can relate because that's what happened to me so
0: okay. right it's one of those things that either it just bites you and grabs right. you or or
1: you, or, or you like just him. don't do
2: it, yeah. And certainly helps to have a good dog. Obviously, if your dog is like a beast and he's catching everything and doing right. great, you know, it, it can certainly be more fun to actually you know, play because you know, it's more fun to win than not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, I yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to grab some beers, but here I am. <laughs> there, and here I <laughs> there am. You,
2: and there you are.
0: Oh boy, what was I gonna say? Fuck, I had a good question. Yeah. At least in my mind. Yeah. It was good, and then I lost it. Um. When is that? I mean this this episode's gonna come out in a few weeks. Like mm-hmm. I don't know when yet, but this is just a selfish personal question. Yep. This weekend, you said there's there's one. When when is it? Because I get my kids on the weekends. Yep. Always looking for something free to do. That's for damn yeah, sure. For
2: sure. Th- yeah, this is Saturday. Okay. It's, um, Saturday, um, basically down sort of south on Holmes Road. Uh, basically, there's uh, soccer fields out there. So it's on a soccer field out there down south.
0: Okay, that makes sense. Um,
2: uh, so that's on Saturday. Um, actually, a bunch of us Frisbee people. On Sunday, we'll be going up to Shields. Shields, there in, you know, on off 135th, um, is having dock dogs in their parking lot.
0: What's the so dock dog? Oh, dock dogs, where they, dogs
2: they, run yeah, and yeah, jump in the like, water. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of our I dogs was gonna do that. going to ask about that. that. Yeah, right? so, of course they do. So many of our, many Frisbee dogs do other sports right so they do dock dogs which is dock diving or they do the agility going over hoops and doing all that yeah. stuff there's lure coursing which dogs chase a a, a lure a, around a field basically it's almost like a, a a little stuffed animal being pulled on a string oh like they do the dog <laughs> track a little rabbit yeah, yeah it's pretty much like that but out in a field mm-hmm. um there's just a lot of different kinds of sports um out there for dogs so a lot of the people that start getting into one there they really get into are others, you know, and then if you they think
0: they, they about do it. That. Yeah, there are just a ton of, we've been using dogs I don't know what to believe, but they say, you know, like evolution, you know, all dogs come from wolves. Right. And we've got them which is so weird. I'll never understand that. that. A, I I right. can't understand. I can't understand how a wolf became a Chihuahua. It is uh, that's hard. just um, or or, or, or a Great Dane. Or, or why would you want to do that? <laughs> yeah, I just I can't imagine it, like that short of of a period of of man being on Earth that we were able to. Change these dogs it is, it is from some, a wolf to what what we see now yeah. pugs. Yeah, How yeah, the yeah. fuck was a pug yeah, yeah.
2: a wolf one time? Right. And once again, why why did somebody go down that path? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> why did they say this is a good idea?
0: Yeah. And why do people like pugs? <laughs> oh, I can't handle that dog. Oh my gosh. Everything. But yeah,
2: man. Every you know when you see a dog, I mean, you know the the color they are, the thickness of their coat, their behavior, all of those things have been you know genetically. Engineered by, yeah. by through selective breeding mm-hmm. by people, that's how they've gotten to be that way. How dogs that are more aggressive or have been bred to be that way, dogs that are mellower. I mean, it's just sport dogs, dogs that work, you know, herding dogs. I mean, all those things, you know, they didn't just happen magically. <laughs> it's like those were it depends selective. on who you ask, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's magic. All right. Um, so yeah, those things, it's, but it's pretty amazing that dogs are sort of like that, you know, and there, there are, there are dogs that definitely, like I said, are better at, uh, you know, agility or Frisbee. Um, and, and there are people that, you know, selectively breed those dogs as well. You know, that just like dogs breeding uh, you know, dog breeding to get the best sled dog. You know, you find this great sled another dog one. great sled dog. I'm sitting
0: dog. here thinking of all these things we do with dogs. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. you got the sled dogs. We got the dock dogs. got the frisbee golfs. We do dog shows where they just, you know, the, the beauty pageant and of these the, stupid things. The beauty things. pageants, which is... And you got, and you got the, the fox hunting hounds. Yeah, yeah. You've got everything. I mean, dogs really are... All kinds of trials. You, we don't stuff. think about. I don't know. I, I mean, at least for me, I don't ever think about that stuff. I just think of dogs mostly as as a companion. Sure. But, sure. Yeah. But we've put them to work yeah. all over the place,
2: and they love it. Yeah. There's dogs that do pulling. They do. You know, and they we pull eat things.
0: Them. Well, not me, but
2: not not you personally. Know, some people eat them. Some people do. We, I've been to some of those. <laughs> I've been to some places really? where that happens. Did you try yeah. it? No.
0: Would you ever? No. Why not? Couldn't you couldn't do it, do it huh? Just couldn't do it.
2: You couldn't knowing, do it. Knowing what I know, couldn't look at my dog and, and think. I was, <laughs> uh, you know, I was doing that. I don't think I could do that. Well, so. I'm a
0: dog guy, yeah. but I'm also a foodie. I am, too. I love it. Hey, man. I, I just yeah. want to
2: try it. No, I know. I, I understand. They
0: say Bichon is the best. Yeah. See, that's from the research I've done.
2: <laughs> you know, there's definitely people that eat anything out there, as we know. Yeah. Well, so. first
0: what happened was I was doing my research on border collies. Yep. I was like, well, oh, like I said, I'm too stupid to own one of these things. <laughs> hey. Let me just see. What's the best tasting dog? <laughs> and I started, you know, researching that, and it came to Bichon and Went to local Wayside Waves, picked one up, and slapped it on the grill the next day. <laughs> right, right. Is that legal? <laughs> probably probably the not. The statute of limitations a, are up on that. Is somebody
2: knocking on the door? Is that nope. a knock on the door? No,
0: this is not live right now. <laughs> I'll edit that part. You'll be you'll be moved <laughs> into a new safe house by that time. Well, it's Kansas City. We barbecue everything. I had to... No. That is true. Yes, we do. So What's the weirdest animal you've ever eaten. Can you think of one? Have you ever eaten anything weird? I don't know. Goat, um, I guess
2: yeah uh, yeah a goat i mean you know had to haggis in scotland oh so that was pretty good
0: is that that stomach filled thing oh yeah oh yeah what was yeah. that like it was pretty much exactly like you just described it
2: <laughs> yeah disgusting it was, i mean you know you know i i'm a big uh, i like to eat the stuff where i travel to i like to do local. when in rome know? yeah totally man i'm a i'm a local traveler i don't like to go to the big places where everybody else goes. I like to nice. go to the weird. That's the spots. way to do it. So you know, you're. I was in um, traveling through Scotland and yeah, up by Loch Ness. You know, it's oh, amazing. Yeah, that's right. You know? Loch Ness is up there. Beautiful, beautiful. But uh, you know, had haggis, had uh, uh, smoked fish soup, which was interesting. Fish and potatoes in there, and that was like a white fish. It was really interesting. So Scotland had some weird stuff. Um, weird animals, though. Um, you know, I, well, mean, I guess is pretty friggin' weird. I, mean, I guess I shouldn't pretty, say animals. I should yeah, just say weird stuff. I mean, that's pretty weird. I mean, I interestingly enough, I grew up in Iowa. Um, that, that's not interesting, but not at all. Um, you know, <laughs> we, you know, I, I don't. I, we used to hunt and fish all the time when I, I, I was that. when I was a kid. That's what we did. You know, so we ate everything. Right, right. squirrels and rabbits and everything you know
0: um well your squirrel's kind of weird not a lot of people have eaten squirrels. yeah
2: yeah so <clears throat> so you know we had that we ate turtle snapping turtle we did snap and, turtle. and i've been
0: wanting to do that That's, i watched a video snapping turtle was pretty interesting i caught a couple last summer and i just mm-hmm. threw them back i kept catching them too it was pissing me off <laughs> and then after that i was like i heard the people eat these things yeah. so i started doing a youtube thing on how to clean them and all that stuff yeah. those things are some creepy animals. They're they're an interesting thing. So
2: so there's know, like seven different. Yeah, meats? there's all it's completely different in there. It's that's what they say. I can't you, believe it's that. like even hard to believe it's from the same you know spot. You yeah. know. So, yeah.
0: So pre- yeah, that's you know that is, I guess snapping turtle's pretty weird. It's um, really weird. They were showing. I saw this video. You know, they, they chopped the head off, mm-hmm. and the head is still. What's the right word? Not alive, but yeah, I but guess
2: reflexes definitely functioning on their jaws.
0: They'll is bite, it reflex? Yeah, into, they'll keep going they'll for hours after that in. thing's dead. You chop the yeah. head off, and the whole body is still moving around. Yeah, yeah. Ooh,
2: that's so weird. Yeah, they're a weird, they're a weird animal.
0: And it's so, so yeah, yeah,
2: I, you know, growing up there, we did, a, we ate, you know, we, we had a lot of interesting things. Of course, like frog legs and all that kind of stuff. I'm gonna you know, do that. Yeah.
0: So I'm gonna go get uh, frog seasons now. Yep. I got a couple of buddies at work that were asking me, "Hey, you want to go try some go <laughs> frog gigging? Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "All right, I'd love to. I'm a hunter. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm yeah. bow hunter. Right." And I'll eat all that stuff, and so yeah, I was like, "Yeah, let's go." So I'm gonna go. We've got something set up, I think, for next weekend to go do some frog gigging. Yeah, where oh, you pull you know, the pants off and fry oh,
2: them up, man, right? You we were that was my that was my youth, you know. So I so I kind of <laughs> I got to a point in my life where I you know I kind of stopped killing things. I just didn't want to. Hunt or kill anything anymore, so I don't really do that. But I still will eat anything uh, that you possibly could put in front of me. Yeah, with maybe exception of dog, that right, I might right. draw the line there. Um, but you know, we just friends of ours up in Montana. We were up there and we had elk. Elk steak was, of course, awesome. Elk's delicious. Um, you know, but we'll yeah, all all kinds of things. I'll I'll give it <laughs> a shot, man. I'm I'm a pretty good. Yeah, I like food. There's really no kind of food I don't like. That you know, no kind of uh, you know can't find any any region of the world <laughs> that has and a food that way. I don't, that I go, Oh, I don't like, you know, a lot of people are like, well, I don't like Thai food or I don't like this or I don't like, but, um, man, you know, pretty much food oh, is good. I
0: love food is my, I love, I love food. Yeah.
2: That's one of the, well, to me, that's one of the f- fun things about traveling, um, is eating food that, you know, uh, you know, like you have like Wiener schnitzel in is, is a, cool thing here but having it in in the austrian alps is like awesome it's hey, like man. that's authentic you know it's like yeah it's just different you feel like this is what i should do here you know what are so, you
0: like the anthony bourdain of the dog world because like, <laughs> you travel all these crazy places well that's, that's
2: more my music Eating haggis
0: and v ve- ve- that's being a musician
2: yeah. gets to do that but uh, my dog stuff we just mostly travel in the usa because i i probably won't fly with my dogs, so I don't fly with my dogs. Oh, you we, don't?
0: Why not? We only Because you have drive. to crate them and put them in the thing? Yeah. In the, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Why can't and you just so, say, hey, this is my uh, support dog. He needs yeah, to be well, with some, me. Some people do that. Of course um, they do. Uh, but so,
2: yeah. We, and we have a lot of friends that fly with their dogs all the time to competitions. No problem. So, mm-hmm. you know, they do it. Um, I just, I know how I am and I'd, I'd lose my mind. Probably. I get it. If I could be down there with them, I'd be fine. Right. Put me in the cargo. I'm totally cool with that, right? but i don't think they
0: allow that, i don't do think they
2: let me do that no and if they won't allow me there then they shouldn't allow my dog there is my thinking right <laughs> if it's dangerous for me i don't <laughs> want my dog there so, that's right
0: family he's he's family
2: absolutely he's totally my family he's definitely family <laughs> so you know i would uh so so i don't fly with my dog so I haven't done international with my dogs, only with my guitar. I don't mind if they put my guitar somewhere. You go
0: all over the place for your guitar, huh? You're quite the musician. I don't know anything about your music uh, career or prowess or anything. Yeah. Um, are you uh, well-known? Are you? Uh, yeah. I'm not I mean, asking you to you know. brag or I'm asking you. You know what you are if people know about yeah, you. I
2: mean, uh, p- p- people probably know about me. I'm, um, I've got like eight records out. Holy um, shit.
0: I've had a lot and, of musicians on. I should have gone down that road with well, I should have hey, other... bring that guitar. Well, maybe that's the next one. We'll do all another right. one of these. And we'll do, yeah. We'll do,
2: we'll, we'll do music. We'll save you. Because, yeah, yeah, I do music.
0: Um, pl- played.
2: I've, I've been. Time. I've
0: had. I, I, I love all music. I love most music. Yep. Can't country. Get the get out of here I ain't down with the country <laughs> I do like the bluegrass I like yep. the the, yeah, the yeah. picking yep uh I love that like tommy Manuels. Yep, um yep. I had I actually had a I've had one band bluegrass brand uh there's like a bluegrass hybrid band in here right uh whiskey for the lady
1: mm.
0: okay mm. they're really cool right they got the big bass they got the big box it's just a big box he sits on and he beats that yeah, they yeah, got a, yeah. a fiddle a band nice. I, yeah. a banjo hey, they're really good yeah nice. I think you would like I, them yeah yeah, cool um, but I've been wanting to get another musician in here to play because they played a couple songs right, for me, right. with all their stuff. I'd love to get one of those types of musicians yeah, in yeah. here to play their guitar and stuff. So,
2: well, yeah, so for sure we'll do another. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I've been a musician most of my life, and that's a real. Over. Is that your yeah, name? yeah? That's really what I did for a live. It's all I've done for a living for you know a long time. Um, so I do that and record and. Do you sing? A lot. I do not sing, you don't want to hear me sing, that's a bad <laughs> idea. So I'm just, uh, I play guitar. So most of my records were instrumental. And uh, last couple records were with a vocalist. Um, and we, my band played around a lot. Haven't been playing out as much the last couple of years. So I've been working on a project with a, uh, a, a record that's going to come out this year by Christmas. It will be out um, with a friend of mine from Europe, um, a guy named Rodney Matthews. He's probably one of maybe the foremost fantasy art guys in the world, a fantasy artist. So he used to do
0: what's fantasy art like album unicorns. Covers.
2: Yes. Like album covers from the seventies. He did album covers Dope. for scorpions and thin Lizzie and, and Asia and all these bands. So he's a really super well-known artist, um, but he's a drummer. So we did, we did this record based on his artwork. So it's all these songs that huh. are instrumental songs based on artwork. So interesting.
0: Um, I like that. So
2: it's, it's really, it's, it's, you know, it was a fun project. It's good stuff. Um, we had a lot of cool guys play on it. Um, John Payne from the band Asia played on it. Uh, Rick Wakeman from Yes played keys for us. So all these really luminary, amazing Whoa. musicians um, are playing on the record. Um, so that's going to come out. Um, I don't know if we'll do any touring on that. That remains to be seen what happens with it. Is your stuff um, on
0: Spotify? Can I find yeah, you? Yeah, you can find me. on. Do I just type just, in Jeff Sheets? Yeah. Really? Yeah,
2: you just type in me and you'll find me.
0: Uh, oh my it, gosh, I'm so excited. I can't believe it. Dude, wherever. so cool. <laughs> so cool.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's... Uh, we, I joke about that now because uh, when we, we did a thing out at the Royals um, with, with Towser doing a demo, right? And... They gave me a little laminate, you know, so I got my backstage pass, and and you know, I, I joke and say, well, man, when I I used to be known as a musician, and it used to say, hey, you know, Jeff Sheets on it. Now it just says Frisbee Dog Handler. <laughs> <laughs> Frisbee Dog Handler could be anybody, yeah, no big deal,
0: no big deal. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I
2: mean, yeah, so yeah, well, uh, but now my dog's the star, so I, he goes around and he gets to do the stuff,
0: right? How big is your band? What is your? I mean, you have a you you have a band now. E-
1: yeah, yeah. No, I would say we're not
2: playing out right now, but in the last few years, um I basically my trio played all over. And for a while I had a keyboard player, I had a B three player, but then basically
0: kabar. Kabar. Uh, g- I just combined keyboard and guitar. Uh, <laughs> they have one of those. What is that thing? Uh, uh, yeah, wasn't wasn't there a guitar that also had a keyboard on it yeah, back in the eighties? Keytar. 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 Is that what it was called yes, it was called. Wow, yeah, original. Dude, yeah. Good for
2: you. Keytar. <laughs> they also have a they have they have a well they have a lot of ma- things that combine with guitar like a a banjo and a guitar right so you know a banjo
0: and a guitar yeah what's so, the a banjo is a con- uh, percussion instrument right is no, that, no.
2: banjo's your you know, country picking guitar. I thought it was a
0: I thought I know what it is. I thought that was considered
2: a percussion. No, it's got strings on it. It's just got less strings than a guitar. So it's a band tar hmm. when you combine them basically, by the way.
0: Interesting. A band. tar. why complicated?
2: No, I was gonna say you don't make it you wanna make it difficult. <laughs> yeah, for sure. the kids to tell their mom what they want yeah, for Christmas, yeah. you know. You wanna keep it simple.
0: I can't imagine too many people are asking their uh, mom for a band. Tar. Well, not in my world, no. <laughs>
2: But then again, I play Frisbee with my dog. Yeah, so. who, know you, <laughs> like, I mean, who knows, right?
0: So, uh, what, well, you got a vocalist, gu- guitarist, and a keyboardist?
2: And a, well, a drummer.
0: Oh, well, who's your vocalist? Or you don't have one? You guys Vocalist just...
2: is a bass player. So the bass player, vocalist. and then uh,
0: Bass guitar or like the big yeah, tall standing yeah, thing? Yeah, ba- electric
2: bass. So, yeah, my stuff is more like um, the last couple records are more like... Uh, you know, blues rock, Jimi Hendrix, Allman Brothers-ish oh, kind yeah. of stuff like that is classic rock Just listen
0: to some Hendrix. I was just listening to Hendrix today. Uh, he's, I mean, who, eh, almost everybody's favorite, right? And he's yeah, up there. Yeah. And, yeah, my favorite album, I don't know, my favorite album of his. I was thinking about this today. Because I was listening to him. I was like, my favorite album of his. Should that be considered the best album ever? Because it's Jimi Hendrix? Could be, cause he. I mean, is he the? I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's on Mount Rushmore as one of the greatest musicians... Is he? I mean, greatest musicians ever? Yeah, Guitarists I mean, ever? For I mean, sure,
2: I would. I would say he is for sure one of the. You know, and and I think what made him, you know, puts him in that category, is the time he was in. You know, was mm-hmm. he was completely innovative <laughs> right. and groundbreaking at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and while he maybe. Uh, isn't or you know wouldn't be considered um you know a, as technically brilliant as even like someone like a tommy emmanuel is a completely different style but i right. mean tommy, tommy plays great blues and actually oh, can, God, he, he just... can play rock i mean he, he's an amazing rock player too it's but, amazing, but his, his slapping yeah and then I mean, and he's just wing. got the whole thing just...
0: so so but
2: hendrix had it hendrix was unique you know and he was creative and he was doing something that was really completely groundbreaking at the time you know which is to me what what made him so awesome you know Um, and in a relatively short period of time Mm -hmm. you know he's only really around for you know know. four years and so he did that yeah so he had all that impact and that um, was only four years short period of time that he was on the scene that hurts me even
0: more I didn't I didn't know it was only four and the funny thing is I was uh just a Jimi Hendrix freak when I was a kid I read I read books on him and listen to all his music nice. my, you know, my favorite album of his I, I i and i i hate live albums i don't think live right, recordings right. are that good right, I, right. I don't know i don't i don't get these people that love grateful dead and right, fish right. rip off <laughs> albums or right. you know right. live show albums. but his live at woodstock yeah yeah is one of the greatest albums yeah yeah i've ever heard i think yeah, yeah, for yeah. for me and i'm a huge jimmy hendrix man i love all of his stuff i think his blues album is really yep. good too and like nobody knows about the blues yep. album yep but the live at Woodstock yeah, yeah. is just yeah, so yeah
2: his playing good. there was pretty special. So it was, good. It's a vibe, you know, it's just a whole vibe yeah. and everything It really captured. Jimmy, you wanna
0: get high? Uh, no was, thanks. Yeah. I have mine. <laughs> I have mine.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's definitely, man. He he was uh, you know, uh, you know, for sure big, you know, influence on me, but like I said, from the standpoint of his creativity and mm-hmm. and just the way he approached things and stuff and, and was pretty unconventional for then, you know. Mm-hmm. Um He took stuff from like blues uh, background, but made it his own and did his thing to it, you know. So that's what made it, you know, um, so innovative, you know, and and such a such a crazy cat that was like doing all this different stuff
0: from anybody
2: back then. Ahead of his time, for sure. You know, way ahead of his time. It's
0: I was going to say I miss him, but I wasn't around when he was around. Yeah, I know. But it just I mean, he would still had he not been murdered, you know, he was murdered, right?
2: Yeah, that's that's what they say.
0: Yeah, have you heard that lately? I've, I've heard some okay. crazy stories. A lot about of people Jimmy. haven't heard that. They just think he just died. Yeah, yeah. well, but, there's a crazy story, uh not even a story. I think it's a pretty plausible, I don't know, I guess maybe a theory you would call it yeah, about him probably. that he was murdered by his manager. Right. And that his girlfriend committed suicide by jumping off of a roof. They're yeah, saying I, that you know, she had information and stuff, and so they just threw her off a roof. I mean, I you know, I don't know who knows. Who knows? But I mean, that's just sound, kind of the thing it's lately. It's kind that's, of a
2: conspiracy theory. It's kind of like Jim Morrison, or
0: uh, is there know, all one those about guys. Jim Morrison?
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't well, hear. I, I mean, Elvis. Look at Elvis. He's still alive. <laughs> I think he's working just, down at the corner shop. No, man.
0: that's just National Enquirer <laughs> trying to get a couple bucks from you, man. That and the Bat Boy. Four <laughs> hundred pound Bat Boy. Mm
2: hmm. Yeah, so, but yeah, you know, Hendrix, man, he, he brought something to music that wasn't there before, you know, and I think that's pretty pretty awesome, uh, to be able to do that. It's harder to do that as as time goes on, you know. It's hard, and I and we work with a lot. So I work with a lot of other musicians now doing the, the True Fire stuff, um, and so we hear a lot of players and just stuff, and it's hard to be unique now, you know. It's really everything's harder. been done. Yeah, everything's been done really well you know everything's been done yeah. over and over and over and and you know with youtube sensations and all these different things it's like very thank you uh, difficult i um, am a youtube not session. unlike yourself yeah um you know it's i get
0: five listeners a and, week and, but we are a uh, sensation sensational
2: sensational <laughs> um you know it's all been done so so it's harder to come up with something that really makes people go whoa and obviously the with the um entertainment overload people you know Attention span. Yeah, is it's like thirty it's,
0: seconds.
1: So
2: it's if not that, as yeah. back then. You you couldn't just you know get on the internet and watch somebody that sounded like Jimi Hendrix. You know you had no idea. You you know you you would see him or hear a record, um, was the only ways to access that.
0: You yeah. Know?
2: So it's different. No,
0: technology is so crazy. It wasn't even that long ago that you could. I, I was and again I was thinking. I've been thinking a lot about music today, just for whatever reason, and I remembered the time. Where you would have to go, you would go to the music store, the CD store, BMG Music or whatever, and they would have a wall of headphones up there. Yeah. And they would have whatever newest tri- right, newest right. CD right right, right. <laughs> was up there. Yeah. You have to go in there and listen and to it, sample it. it. Yeah. That's like, you know, how you had it's just so it. crazy how far the technology oh, with just music has done. Like I have, you, and the crazy thing is, I I love music, um, and I I I bought. Most of my CDs from, you remember Columbia House and oh, shit? Yeah. For like oh, yeah. Two cents a CD. <laughs> but make sure, yeah, <laughs> right, just right. that whole scam. I was yeah. deep into that and yeah, I was yeah. just always buying these albums. That's awesome. And then now. I have everything on my phone. I spend ten bucks a month. That's less than the price of one CD a month. It's unbelievable. And I have the world's catalog at my fingertips. It's freaking insane and beautiful, but it's kind of shitty at the same time. It's
2: a little weird, you know. As a musician, you know, of course. So it's, I've seen the landscape change, right? Mm -hmm. A lot. Um, uh, You're, and I mean, look, I wasn't, you know, I, I, you know, I doing instrumental guitar stuff, I wasn't selling millions of records or anything like some guys did that really saw a big difference. But I still saw a big difference, you know, and, and when all of a sudden CD sales stopped happening um, for the most part, yeah. you know, it was, you know, it's it's good and bad, right? Because, you know, used to be, I used to uh, travel around and uh, I was endorsed by Yamaha Guitars, right? So I traveled all over the country and did guitar clinics. So we'd go to a music, a music store Um, I'd play that night, I'd play some stuff, talk about the new guitars, blah, blah, blah. There'd be, you know, 50 people show up, guitar guys that Mm -hmm. wanted to hear it. Um, And the number one question when I first started doing that was, wow, how do I get your stuff that, you know, your stuff isn't in my local store. And, you know, I didn't oh. have distribution that would, was going to put gotcha. my stuff everywhere, gotcha. right? Gotcha, yeah. So, of course, You weren't then, selling
0: it out of your trunk? Here, well, you well back then I, I'd have a
2: postcard and say, here, write this address. You know, Really? Send, send me money and I'll send you a CD kind of a thing, you know? Huh. That was the only way Wait, guys could get it. a postcard?
0: You would just- yeah, give them, Instead them of like a, 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 a business card, you would give them a postcard? postcard that said, here's all my information. So, you so, know, yeah, it's like got a, you're
2: selling it, right? Right. But, you know, so when the inter- the interwebs came around, when the <laughs> internet started and we, you know, had a, a different, you know, had a website and different distribution, Um, good news, bad news, right? Because the good news is now this kid in philadelphia that says man i'd like to listen to your record but i don't i can't get it locally mm-hmm. where can i order it where can i buy it you know they got to go through extra steps they got to send you a check <laughs> you know you wait for wait the cd for it, to the arrive, mail, in the mail yeah, all yeah. that crazy stuff right which is there's a lot of lot of points in that process yeah. where they won't do it you know there's a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of problems you make shit easy for people yes. so then all of a sudden they can just get it and it's like, well, that's good news, bad news, because the good news is they can get it, but the bad news is I'm probably not gonna make the mm-hmm. same money that I made yeah. by, by going through the other process. And then as that process kept evolving into, wait, now they can download it for free. Napster not, and all right, that, When Napster steal it, hit and yeah. all that stuff, then it's like, okay, well, you know, and I don't blame that kid at all for going, I want this record right now, and I'm sitting here in my room you know, playing my latest video game, I'm just going to click this button where I download oh, it for man. free. I know. So you know, I'm part so, of the problem. I was a yeah, Napster freak. Well, hey, and and mm. I I totally get that, right? I understand mm. it from that point. Uh, and and as a musician, as a guy who was always struggling to get distribution deals, always trying to get my music out there, on one hand, it's great, and I would certainly rather have that kid have my music
1: and than not, not have it. Right. even if
2: i don't make a cent right because i'm well if you, know, you go out there hopefully out, he'll right, come to your show right and the altruistic aspect of it i created this music and i would like you to enjoy it yeah. you know that kind of aspect right i'd rather have you have it as not um having said all that you still got to pay rent. Oh, right? uh, money. I got to give me that cash, so, baby. So it is, there is that element yeah. where, you know, but when that, once that wave hit and torrent sites and everything hit, right? It just, there was, you know, that horse has left the barn. So mm-hmm. we're not going to go back to, you know, mom and pop record shops. I mean, there'll be a few record shops selling vinyl now, but that's Vinyl's not, making a comeback, they say. It's a crazy comeback, but it's not going to put you back out there. No, you know what no, I mean? No. It's not, it's not that big rent. of a comeback. Right. It's just a comeback for yeah, vinyl. It's a niche kind of <laughs> comeback. That's like yeah. kind of cool and hip and, and weird. Um, so, you know, it's fine, but it definitely, the landscape changed a lot that, yeah. to where, you know, and I have a lot of friends, know a lot of people, that, you know, that really hit them hard, and that was difficult. And they were literally, you know, making their livings just selling records. You know? I
0: didn't – I was really worried for Lars from Metallica. I didn't think he was going to be able to make his next meal. I mean, he's I mean, probably going to start a, start a <laughs> GoFundMe for him because, you know, what are you going to do, dude?
2: Right. <laughs> so, yeah, but there's – but but unfortunately, his, his plight that was well publicized and his, you know, reactions, you know, did sort of uh, – down player not spotlight some of the guys that that really affected that really guys Mm -hmm. that were literally making a living and then all of a sudden they're not making a living and they have to figure out what else they can do you know Mm -hmm. um so those guys yeah took a pretty big hit on that but once again it, it is what it is. It's a new world, right? It's a new world. I mean... Time to adjust. Yeah. What if you had a Blockbuster? What if you were selling...
0: <laughs> you know, If you were a guy that owned a Blockbuster Bock, store? No, blockbuster screwed themselves. Well, yeah, but they're done now. You know they're what I mean? Done they're, now.
2: They're, they're, they're they're That wasn't going to work. You there's know? like so, Hollywood
0: video around here. I think there's three of them in the Metro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you know, so you think, what's the next thing, right? What's the next thing? What, what are we dealing with? What's the next thing with? to fall? Right. What's the next thing that's going to go away?
0: Barnes you know? and Noble.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're, they're close to – but, you know, the only thing that keeps those guys going, in my opinion now, is their online presence and yeah. the stuff they do online. So some of the companies that have adapted – but it's like, as a musician, it's like music stores, right? Same yeah. thing, right? Mom and pop music shops, you know, took a huge hit once, oh, you sure. know, online music. You mm-hmm. can go buy it online and have it delivered the next day or, what, two days? Right. Um, why do I want to pay $100 more to you for that, you right, know? Yeah. So that was a that was another tough thing. It's not just music stores, obviously. Yeah. Anything online with mm-hmm. Amazon and stuff, but uh, companies that were smart enough to get online and do that, um, it's like what what we do at TrueFire, right? So guitar lessons, same thing. Um, you used to have to go find a teacher somewhere mm-hmm. in your local area and go to a music store and you know wade through the back room boxes and go there uh-huh. every Tuesday at five o'clock oh, to yeah. get your lesson. <laughs> you know that's how you took lessons. You know. Um, and now you do it online, you know. Now it's like, uh, you know, there's the online world. So you can it's either crazy you know, world. You just have to adapt. World. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at you. You're podcasting here from your room, and uh, <laughs> that's you know, right. I am. I have a radio you, show. You have essentially, a radio show. right. You're you're you know speaking to the DIY. World. Yeah. I am. Yeah. So, you know, that wasn't possible just a few years ago. I mean, hasn't yeah, it wasn't been that wasn't too long. About, Twelve years ago, yeah. or so,
0: it was probably. Yeah
2: wasn't really you know and even then it was you know difficult it's like mm-hmm. in the it's music- difficult
0: now because like i said i mean i'm not smarter than the dog right like i didn't know how to do any of this shit before my border
2: collie could set this up and run it by the way i should i he, wanted he you, you to bring him and he be my producer and
0: <laughs> switch cameras for me <laughs> you know, so my, my
2: my little border collie back to dogs my little border collie is zorro and he's two and man he is smart he's he's crazy smart you know he just knows stuff and and he can outthink you in a heartbeat and just never ceases to amaze me how I'm about ready to tell him something and he knows and he really? just does it. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Mm. I, you, you you can tell by my mod, body movement, you know. Dogs read that so much. They read your emotions and your body movement. So they know exactly oh. what's going on. So if you move like that, they know where to turn. So that's part of... The freestyle stuff and training your dog out there is, you, have you to tra-
0: Do you have to train a routine? Yeah, so you do a you routine would. and moves, you
2: know. So, yeah. okay, you're going to flip, then you're going to go between my legs and catch this, then I'm going to catch you. So a lot of that is done by by body movement and by pressure. So the, if you step towards him, he knows he backs up a little bit. If you move back away, he's going to come to you. So it's this whole weird Dance? Which is what makes it cool. It's a dance. It's like this synchronicity that that happens between you and the dog. Nobody though.
0: would really catch on to that unless you're into the world, right? right? And
2: when you do it, but when you do it, it's like magic, right? It's like those things that you go, oh, this is awesome. Like if you're wow. kayaking down and hit some rapids and you're like, you hit it just right. And I, I mean, I'll, I got all kinds of goofy analogies because I do a lot of different things. You do, do a lot of shit. All those things are... The same thing. It all makes that magic happen. Or when you throw that awesome drive off the tee box, and it's like it's just oh, that's the one. I, it, I still oh, I yeah. have a few
0: pictures in my head of some memories of just some great bombs that I've thrown that I've parked. It's like oh, yeah, yeah. They so, see, or everything comes together with just the strength and the. Right. Uh, technique and everything just all comes together and hits that sweet spot yeah. oh yeah it's like that's
2: being in the zone like yeah you know, like michael jordan talks about our athletes of all kinds talk about right. being in the zone and that's the way it is when you're out there with your dog that's the other thing that makes it special is it's not just a routine you're kind of going through but you have to connect with your dog because they got to be they got to do what you want to do when you want to do it and you know if you're two feet away it's mm-hmm. not going to work as well so it's that mm-hmm. It's that syncing up, you know, that you know in the zone is uh-huh. is a pretty cool moment. You know, it doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, you're like, oh, that's pretty awesome to share that with another. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting creature.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting partnership that you guys, I would think, have with your dogs. Yes real kind of it just seems like kind of intimate and just like you guys kind of must yeah. really have like a connection with it's each other to, especially so. for the freestyle yeah is what i'm thinking yeah for
2: the freestyle for sure it's definitely a connection that that is it's hard to explain mm. to someone who doesn't get sure it. um so me and my my little border collie ordo um while we're just talking about whatever um we did a thing this this spring um we did a thing called the canine biathlon wow so the canine biathlon it was in Alabama. Um, it's basically four and a half miles of a run. So imagine like a warrior dash or tough mudder, Spartan okay. race kind of a thing, except with your dog. So you and your dog are jumping in pools of muddy, nasty water. You're crawling under tunnels. You're going over these this big tire hill with your dog so your dog's on leash For you're going half together miles? four and a half miles so that's it's
0: a, that's longer than a 5k ladies right, and right. gentlemen yes it
2: is and so it's pretty brutal i think there was 80 obstacles in that four and a half miles so How some of it's day? running uh the fastest guys do it in about 40 minutes you know so it was my first time ever doing it my goal was to do it under an hour but my time was an hour and 26 seconds so is that your fault um, or the
1: dog's fault or both it was definitely my fault okay. he was
2: good to go he was like good yeah you know, he's like could do it could yeah. turn around done it again you know um but it's it pretty amazing connection with your dog doing that kind of a thing because you're standing there and you've got to crawl under this in this water under this tunnel and you've got to look at him and say you got to trust me <laughs> and i got to trust you that we're going through this together okay. you know so it's a pretty cool uh, it's a pretty cool thing. It, it happens once a year down there and they, they're expanding that another dog sport, right? So this is another dog sport yeah. that's taking yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think they had over, over two days, they had 1200 teams did this. Wow. A crazy, that's right? insane. 1200 teams of a person and a dog that wow. ran through the mud and the muck and crawled on their belly through nasty stuff that you don't even want to have to deal with. Where's
0: all the poop go? I mean, they're we, pooping and pissing right there. You don't want to You don't want to. You're don't crawling you I, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not going to. You don't want to ask. That's what, <laughs> what my wife said. My wife said she, 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 she can't get She saw some of the stuff we're in. And she's like, nah, No. You it. It just so dog you're running up like here. creek
2: beds. There's creek beds with sure. water in it. So you're running through there. And then there's like woods. So you're running through the woods. There's a big hill that you're climbing. Um, very cool, though. Very. When I first went down, I, I'd known about it for a couple of years and wanted to do it, but just there was always a frisbee dog competition that weekend somewhere else. So I never got down Gotta there, do it. Um, but I had to do it. And, and so we went down and did it. And by the time I got done, I'm like, yeah, I think I'll probably come back and do this again. Cause it was just pretty awesome feeling, man. And a great feeling of accomplishment of just like if you were doing a race or a 5k yeah. or, a, or a warrior dash or something like that. Right. So it's that, but it's the added level of connection with your dog and seeing them do it. And they love it. I mean, they're like, you know, they're totally, yeah jumping in the mud sure you know yeah yeah um so it's a pretty cool thing so that's just another another dog sport to that's think.
0: how i was when i was 19 yeah i'm ready to just do whatever i'll yeah. jump in the mud and do whatever yeah yeah
2: yeah i know if you could just stay that way i wish i
0: could <laughs> God, we were born in the wrong era I we know, need to be like man. another 100 years in the future where they got that shit figured got out that figured just out just be 21 my whole forever. life forever
2: Well, except your brain gets better. Your brain gets older. I'm fine with my brain being older.
0: It's got to get older. My
2: body could stand to be back at 21 because that's the thing with that stuff, especially those kinds of things like the biathlon.
0: Just imagine the women you would be able to get with that body, but with a mind now. (laughs) I'm kidding, ladies. I respect most of you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you could imagine that or you could imagine running the biathlon, you know, which is, you know, uh, maybe more practical application. Um, p- depends, upon who, depends upon who <laughs> upon who you ask it really
0: it's all it's all right perspective perspective exactly <laughs> yeah no i would love to have that yeah i wish i was young again i have yeah issues you get issues when you're older you start Absolutely. aching and annoying i want well, I especially want to ache when you
2: when you do a lot of stuff you know exactly or either either wish i was younger or wish i was just like an accountant dude that sat around all day no, and you didn't don't. care about anything no you don't Won't you do come not home want and watch e- tv and then you probably feel no pain at all that's not no
0: <laughs> that's that's the most pain of all it is. that is not the life to live because that dude wants to do shit but he gets too lazy and he gets stuck in his routine like yep. we talked earlier yep i know it's i should routine. get off my couch and everything but boy these chips are good and this movie's yeah, good yeah it is it's yeah so hard. It's, 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 it's hard you i mean yeah discipline
2: yep you got it man you got to do it and that's like i said maybe one of the best things about having active dogs is you Keeps you go, active. yeah you go do it it's like they need to work they're you working you got a companion
0: so. it's got exercise yep it's all good that's the way that's that's huh that should really be pimped out there a little bit harder for kind of older people yep. to kind of stay in shape and stay active
2: yeah, absolutely should be for I sure. Mean, yeah. So great having a companion, you know, it great, is. great having somebody to, to motivate you mm-hmm. basically. Uh, it's like your own little mini personal trainer bar- barking at you, <laughs> barking at you uh, in right. a good dog barking way saying, let's go, come on, let's go, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's a cool, it's a cool thing, you know, great to have love dogs and have had dogs my whole life and love dogs my whole life. But the ones I have now because of what we do with them, it's just a different, more special relationship and, And something that, you know, I'm just lucky to be part of.
0: No kidding. Oh, that's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I I, I just, I never knew the world of Frisbee dogs. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool.
2: It's a cool, it's a cool spot to be. So now you just need to find yourself a dog and you already got the Frisbee. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not,
0: I'm not getting another. I couldn't, I, I'd like to, I can't do it. Like, like I've got too many things to do too. Right. Right. I'm divorced, so I got my kids on the weekends. I work. Again, I'm divorced, so I pay a lot of money. Story, <laughs> right, so right. I don't have all the money to be traveling yeah, all yeah, over the place and yeah. do stuff. So I got to pick. Yeah, I got to pick my. You do my my hobbies and passions sure too, do, man. And I would like to. My biggest thing is, um, so being divorced dad, it sucks. You know, I miss my kids like crazy. Yeah. But you learn to balance, and you're like, okay, I throw that stuff away, and I accept what it is, and this is my life now, and I love my kids, and I have responsibility when I have them. Yep. But I love not having responsibility when I don't have them. A... <laughs> right, right. Should I have a dog? Right. All of a sudden, now I've got responsibility again. Yeah, I ain't trying to go down that road. No, I'm down the responsibility man. road. I want to be unresponsible as much as I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. Dog is not a good thing to have. You, you could get a cat. Fuck cats. A cat, is, <laughs> a cat is, he's cool if you just go and leave him all
2: day. He's like, yeah, whatever. I didn't really want to see you anyway.
0: So, yeah, yeah. I, I used to lay carpets too, much like Cam Todd. And when you like carpet, you start, you start you to pull. Appreciate yeah. No you, cats. In you the appreciate house. no cats because when you have to pull up a cat piss soaked carpet. Yep. And you, you can go to some houses, and before you even walk in the door, you can smell that ammonia you know. smell. And I'm allergic. Yeah. So, so there you go. Yeah.
2: yeah. No cat.
0: No cat. For I would mom. like to shoot a mountain lion and eat it.
2: <laughs> that doesn't really qualify in our. No, if that's having, a cat having a dog or a cat. I wouldn't have it. No. It's a murdering mm. machine. You yeah, can't have one of that. No, no, that's just a killing. That's a blood bloodlust.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Badass though. <laughs> There's a few cats I respect, but the house cats, get get out of here. Kick yeah, right. rocks. <laughs> what are you what are you?
2: It's awesome. So we have we have one cat that lives with my three dogs. So we got the three dogs and one cat. And my cat absolutely thinks he's a dog.
0: Really? Yeah, you know, she's a I've cat. seen a couple no, no cats like that that are man. cool. There's a few cool cats I mean, out there.
2: So we found this cat when Towser and I went to the park to run when he was, you know, uh, he's three years old or whatever. So we'd go up to the park to run and we heard this screaming when we get to the park. And it was like, what is that? It was a just cat? loud and obnoxious, yeah. the cat. And it was this kitten who was about four weeks old, so not even Aww. old enough to be on their own. Somebody had dumped it out there yeah. in the park. And so it's like, oh. Uh, so i took it home you know ah. and of course thinking i was just rescuing it and i was going to find it a home <laughs> right. whatever right did your wife um, fall in love with it <laughs> well originally she said i don't want that cat in the house i oh, could nice. have diseases right i don't want to give him diseases to my dog okay. blah, blah, blah. but then when she met the cat then <laughs> she's like oh we'll, we'll we need to find him a really good home <laughs> yeah and then about a week later well you know <laughs> maybe he's found a home yeah. <laughs>
0: and so i found a good home it's right, right here
2: exactly it's pretty much what it was so now now eight years later that we still have the cat and mm-hmm. and so the cat actually never has never seen another cat past that four weeks i mean in our lifetime right you know never seen another cat but he the or she, i keep saying he but it's a she she grew attached to my dog to towser so she just wanted to curl up with Towser all the time oh, And towser was okay right with that <laughs> When, when he was younger, and he kind of dealt with it, <laughs> sort of brought the kitty along, and okay, I'm train you up, right? But now the cat is like, it's like sort of worships Towser, right? It's totally enamored with him, you know? And Towser's like, like, just stay away from me, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But the cat will literally. Come over and sit by Towser like a foot away and then kind of stretch out and just start inching her foot over. And like, I mean, this could take 15 minutes. And then pretty soon her foot touches him. And once she touches him, then she's just fine. And it's like, it's so amazing to see. Like, she just hilarious. Has, this, has this weird connection with him that she just wants to be by him. It seems if like it's like a long him. con.
0: Yeah, yeah. One little inch. Yeah. Did notice one little inch.
2: Totally. Exactly. It's like,
0: you know, just move my foot over.
2: Yeah. And he's laying there sleeping and then finally she's there and then, and then he's okay with it. But then if he if he gets up and he looks over there, he'll just kind of go, and then he gets up and walks across the room like, oh, you, know, you, you snuck up on me. So cats can be, you know, in spite of being cats, uh, this one thinks it's a dog. So he's reasonably cool. Every time in the morning when we take the dogs out to potty. You know, cat runs right out with them. Like, it's gonna, like, you're not going outside. Get back in there. They're going out in the backyard. but Runs right alongside. Like, okay, here's what we do in the morning. Oh, cool. You know, it's like, so uh, for, a, for a cat. And uh, the best thing is when we go away on weekends, uh, you know, if the cat has to stay home by itself, it's fun Yeah. Because it's a cat. It's one good it's thing totally about good. cats.
0: Yeah. I'm not a big cat guy, but I like your cat.
2: Yeah. My cat's pretty cool. He's, Sounds he's, pretty dope. She's, she's not a bad companion.
0: Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Jeff, I appreciate you, man. Oh,
2: man, it's great being here. I want to get you back here. We'll
0: come back and talk bring your about, Yamaha.
2: Talk about whatever we want to talk about. Yeah. More music. This was awesome. Music. I mean, uh, fly fishing. That's my real passion is probably fly fishing. Oh, That's my we'll we'll fly talk fly forever. Then. I, I used yeah. to tie my own flies. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a fly fishing uh that's my thing. If I could do my one thing, that would probably be it. You Never know, just fly fishing.
0: South Dakota or
2: Well, yeah, we so we we I've, we got a place, we got land up in Montana. So oh, we go up to geez. Montana every, you know, Where as at? often as we can. Just outside of Red Lodge. So it's 26 miles over the Beartooth Mountains to Yellowstone. Oh, so man it's you, right over, right outside of Yellowstone basically wow. so can i
0: be your best friend you can
2: be it's an amazing <laughs> place up there um so we go up there i fly fish up there um really I, because true fire um is in florida and i go down to florida that's where the studios are down there in florida so when we rec- when we have artists come in they record down there so i go down there you know, once every i don't know, six weeks or five weeks for a week and the good news is, uh, my buddies down at True they are pretty avid fishermen too. So. Oh yeah, Florida. So saltwater fishing, saltwater, yeah, and that that can spoil you a little bit. On... I always
0: wanted to fly fish for tarpon. Yeah,
2: so we did that last two weeks ago or three weeks ago. I Was down there for and tarpon. Yeah, we went f- we went chasing tarpon, but we had boat oh. problems, which was kind of a bummer but um but oh, man. but but we go down we go down to the keys done do bone fishing
0: you know so bone oh, fish is amazing yeah we went to
2: belize here a couple of years ago bone Jeez. fishing it was i am amazing. not doing
0: it right so it was i'm not living life correctly at <laughs> all <laughs> so those oh. are
2: so the salt water man when you're fly fishing in the salt it's a it's a it, it can spoil you on catching fish here, although I still love it here, but those fish are like crazy beasts. You know, when oh, you catch a man. you catch a bonefish that's this big, and he literally spools you. I mean, really, just, it's like you can't stop them. You know, it's amazing how much strength and power saltwater fish have compared to you know your average you know, rainbow trout. Um, well, yeah. So, it, but, you know, it doesn't mean I don't love fishing here. So, right. But anyway, we could talk fishing for a while for sure.
0: Sweet. <laughs> Jeff, I can't wait to get you yeah, back on. Yeah, we could this do it again, awesome. man. We'll do it again. This is amazing.
2: And pontificate about the things in the world. And, yeah. And, and, I really and just wanted to get from.
0: down to the nitty. I wanted to meet you, get a feel for you and, and really talk disc dogs. Yes. But holy shit, we got a lot. We got a lot to talk we about. We could go down a
2: lot of rabbit holes, man. Yeah. I love rabbit <laughs> holes. I love them all. Awesome. I'm
0: going to give you a couple minutes here. You pimp whatever you want to pimp. Do you say whatever you want to say? I don't care what you do. Here you go, my (laughs) man. Say what you want. uh, I
2: don't don't know if I have much to pimp, but if you want to find out anything about really my music stuff, um, just go to jeffsheets.com. How do you spell it? J-E-F-F-S-C-H-E-E-T-Z, jeffsheets.com. That can get you links to everything, all guitar stuff, um, Team Towser, uh, Towser teamtowser.com Towser dot takes you there. Um, you know, if you want to check out guitar instructional stuff, and I have about six guitar instructional, maybe seven guitar instructional courses out on TrueFire nice. myself as well. Besides working with everybody else, I do. I'm a guitar educator, so um, just go to truefire.com. dot com. Um, any more dot coms I can throw out there? Uh, smartpracticeacademy.com takes you to my book that we didn't even talk about. But Next I, time, buddy. I wrote a book called Smart Practice. Uh, it's on Amazon. You can check it out. Holy um, so .com, wherever. Just You can Google me and there's probably all sorts of strange things on there.
0: Jeff, man. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, can I get a man. fist bump from you?
1: Absolutely, brother.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you. And we'll do this again. Yeah. This was amazing. Thanks, everybody, That's for nice. listening and watching, whatever oh, sure. it is. And yep. we're out of here. Sounds great. Deuces.